They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. We are here with two very special guests, good friends of the show, Josh Aguina and Michael J. Day, who is six foot five, and you can't teach that. Evidently. Yeah. <laughs> I am also here with the current European champion, the voice that runs the place, hailing from Bangor, Maine, until someone from the state of Maine downloads this podcast, <laughs> Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, and making his return after two weeks off, Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, welcome back. It is great to be here, the greatest healer in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> only, only healer in the podcast. This is directly to our writer, producer, singer, song anthem of the podcast, Aaron's cousin, the lowdown, <laughs> Donovan Lloyd. The this singer. is to Derek McCauley. This is to my best friend. The only heel that matters on this show. Everyone's a baby face. We're here live to, uh, you know, talk about our favorite thing. Which is pro wrestling, correct? Let's do it. I'm, I'm more of a tweener, just in case you didn't know. I got it, Janetti. <laughs> Janetti. I finally got the answer. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that was a hot start. Boom. From Ek to Fly. The, the only heel that matters. Only heel that matters. I'm the, heel, I'm the only heel here. I know that probably... Underneath the Matt Madness banner, Matt Madness Network, the only heel. Probably since Friday, I can tell that you have been just waiting to say that. What <laughs> <laughs> is built up rage? <laughs> you, I, I thought we were going to get a festival of friendship situation here based on the interaction earlier between Ek and Alo. That was the calm version. <laughs> so that may be still yet to come. It was calm, just like the build up to uh, the second week before uh, Mania, which is what we're about to reveal. We are. So Raw, uh, I would say at this point, pretty widely recognized as the inferior of the two shows. You love it. Yeah, I, I love myself some Monday Night Raw. If I could fast forward through all of it, I probably would. Um, unfortunately, we have to actually talk about it a little bit, so unfortunately, I have to watch most of it. The good thing is we don't have to talk about it for three hours. Correct. Mm -hmm. We don't. Um, Mick Foley officially out as GM. Yep, who's in next? Um, I don't know. I've heard rumors of Angle. I've heard rumors of Edge. I don't know. Who who do you think is going to take his place? I even heard a rumor of Triple H taking the GM spot. Wow. Well, it looks like they want to keep a face there. If not, they wanted to heal. I would tell them to call me. <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Have you reached out via social media? No. They, they can't afford me. Well, you never know. Ask Thomas. Vince, <laughs> Vince is pretty loaded. I don't know. So, actually, here's my quick question. Uh -huh. Spinoff, because a couple of listener questions over the past six, seven months mm -hmm. was about fully outshining the storyline from Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And people being, thinking Foley was oversaturating it, he was stealing the shine. Um, I like to think I was the only one defending him and saying I enjoyed most of his segments. So, I genuinely, while they let him go, I missed it. My seven-year-old son, Troy, was furious with me. Yeah. He actually took the remote and turned the TV off, said, let's not watch anymore. Wow. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I wanted to see. I was hoping they would fire Zane for uh, 
the to obvious get him on reason. SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, get him on SmackDown. And obviously that's a rumor. Figure we would go that direction. To the table. I want to ask what's everyone's thoughts. I mean, what were your feelings when they fired him? Were you happy? Were you excited? Were you sad? Um I was like really happy with what happened last week. Seeing him bust out Mr. Sacco, like he'd had enough. Uh, I loved it. I kind of expected this. Um, did you expect it to be before Mania, or did you think it would come post-Mania? I, def- I, I, I kind of felt like it was going to happen last night. When he came out reading off the index cards, I was like, Mick Foley's not going to just, you know, kneel before Zod, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to... I knew, I knew there was going to be a Foley meltdown at some yeah. point, which we got. Yeah. I was happy we got to see him go out the way he wanted to go out. Um but you know what? I think it was time. And obviously, he's he's leaving because you got to get that hip surgery. Exactly. In a way, I'm happy it happened two Raws prior to Mania because I think it would be a little too predictable if it happened the Mania prior. And if it happened the day after, it would be... Now, don't get me wrong. Three hours of Raw, they got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. So let's skip one commercial. One. But is that a story we need the night after Raw? Well, no. The only reason I'm saying is because it would be that corny... Let's start the Raw with this segment. We fire Foley and we end Raw with, here's the new GM. So that's why I'm kind of relieved. The thing I do like, that they did it two weeks prior, and you know maybe it's me being a child at heart, <laughs> I, okay. I, bought, I bought into the fact that he wasn't going to leave right then. So I was like, damn, wish he wasn't gone. And it almost like the backstage... So it deal, actually hit you. It did. Well, not just that. They did a great job. I think overall production, by going to Bailey, by going mm-hmm. to the tag team that he formed, by going to Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn saying, everyone doesn't get to meet their hero. Sami Zayn, like, legitimately emotional. And everyone get to put over what he did. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, what you know, let's let's keep it rolling. Everyone yeah, else's no, thoughts. I, uh, I agree with you that they did do it well. Uh, Alo? Who knew four, four beers could bring out the true heel in Eric? <laughs> <laughs> five. Five? This is my third. Okay. But I like Foley's passion because, like, I've never been on this show and didn't have a beer in me. So. Right. Not four before you start it. <laughs> this is two. These are mics. Whatever. <laughs> but like you said, I like Foley's passion with him um, having an index card. I thought it was perfect because I know you know Foley's going to show some emotion. Foley, nobody's going to script McFoley. I like that part. Some parts of this was actually perfect. Some weren't. Like I like the fact that Sami Zayn came out because Sami like whatever. No matter how you take it, Sami Zayn. Him and Foley were kind of synonymous with each other for la- for the first few months, dating back to November, December, with the whole mm-hmm. Braun Strowman thing. So Sami Zayn come out there actually made sense to defend McFoley because of what he did and he, what he brought out of him. My problem with this was was Sami Zayn gets choked out again by yeah. Samoa Joe mm-hmm. and gets, loses another match in the same fashion as always. Mm-hmm. But I did like the touch of when it was over, how everybody that Foley had a connection with was Cesaro and Sheamus when nobody said nobody would believe in me. Believe in us as a tag team. You guys could change the tag team wrestling. I like how Bailey, because he did bring Bailey in. And I like the touch with Triple H. Just waiting for him at the end, saying, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. But so there were things that were good in this segment and things that weren't bad. I do think that this was the right time to actually get rid of Foley, because you could actually have a couple weeks of like couple weeks of saying, okay, so who's gonna be, there's no GM on Raw. So who's the GM going to be? So you already know you'll get the answer for the night after WrestleMania, because I think that night after WrestleMania, Raw show is going to be actually really loaded with a bunch of surprise and a bunch of pops for the crowd. I have a feeling they may kill time at WrestleMania with announcing the new GM. I don't think so. I don't know why. I think maybe it's because... They only have nine hour. hours. Yeah. 
I feel like we may get that announcement there. I, I thought it was a great touch, though, having That could be the segment, like, last just year. Just waiting for him. Yeah. How many matches are this year? I don't even know. They haven't announced, they haven't announced pre-show matches. That's what they I'm haven't. I think, I think they have a lot of matches this year. I don't think they need any fillers. Uh, they probably don't need it. Uh, right. Mike, what was your... What was your feeling about the way they handled the abs- the exit of Foley? I loved it. I'm ready for Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Day. Yeah. Any Kurt Angle dirt sheet. <laughs> if he is Eats a thousand, if he's, if he's 200 miles away, <laughs> Kurt Angle's coming, guys. Kurt Angle's coming. <laughs> I was ready to go to Pittsburgh with you. <laughs> in September, whatever that was. Wait, what, 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 what holiday was it? Veterans Day or no? July 4th, because July 4th. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was like, because Roll was in Pittsburgh, yeah. and Day was like, Kurt Angle's coming back. I'm like, Kurt Angle is like. 300 miles away, he's like, he can still make a rose in five hours. That's a decent memory. That's a memory. And this guy don't remember, he remembers the date. And Josh, your thoughts on Foley? Uh, like everybody said, I like that they gave it space, you know, before Mania, because the go-home next week, to do that in Philly, I mean, they did it in Brooklyn, so, you know, equally smarky towns, and mm-hmm. people are going to be upset about it. But I think his promo before, like, when he started just unleashing after he read the index cards, that was great. Yeah, it was perfect. I'm going to miss him for that, for segments like that. Yeah. Now, did you like the job he did as GM? He did all right. I, there was ups and downs. Yeah, There were weeks for sure. he was great, and then weeks it was like, okay, you're just throwing him out there to throw him out there. You're not actually giving him a reason to do something. Exactly. I did like anything he did with Sami Zayn. Like, yeah. when he said that Sami Zayn was getting traded for Eva Marie. Oh, so good. That was so good. <laughs> that was the best thing he did as GM. I, lo- I wish that was actually true. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, Triple H waiting for him, though. Like, the, the one foot up, mm-hmm. just yeah. waiting for him, I thought was so great. Um, and then he was just so satisfied mm-hmm. to see Mick leave. Because there was actually a point I was like, I don't know if he's going to be... Triple H or Stephanie? Yeah, well, I, I I thought it was gonna be Stephanie there because it was Bailey and they're really pushing her, like screwing over the women. But I didn't know if he was gonna be Triple H or if he's gonna be Paul in that moment. <laughs> um, and I was glad he was Triple H and not Paul. When um, he called him a fun little nostalgia yeah. act, oh, that was so. Oh, that and, and he, that made he, me he, upset. He did the have a nice day very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. It was perfect. Um, <laughs> well, hold on. I don't know if this. An- I don't know, prep kind of threw me for a little bit of a curveball. And just to make it quick, four ways, it's just going to be a yes or no answer. Uh, I already kind of know how half the table will fold. Yes or no, Do you, did his GM role recently, Mick Foley's GM role, did it sour your overlook, overall look on him? No. Yes or no? No. No. Yes. No. Um, me, me. I mean, I'm going mm-hmm. out. Yes, is because they didn't give him the uh, like the freedom to be the GM. You know, it was kind of like a puppet role the whole entire time. You you weren't getting Mick Foley. You were at the end there. I mean, when he was yeah, allowed yeah. to be passionate, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and be Mick Foley. But you know, that was just a front. He was just a puppet the whole time. Now, you know, I'm not trying to say like I think any less of him because of it. You know, yeah. just, you know, it, you know, it wasn't satisfying. It didn't do it for you, his yeah, role as right, GM. Right. Yeah, I mean, he never really did get to to do the job. And, I mean, he, he said that himself multiple times. Like, you're, Stephanie's controlling the whole show, you know? He did. And, and I just think, and, you know, not to make it a long answer, I just look at it. I remember months ago when there would be the time where he was intervening between, you know, the tag teams, which... 
as my good friend will point out in multiple different ways, there's not really a tag team division on yeah. Um But when he was trying to intervene in it, when he was messing with the women, you know, he had multiple segments, and a lot of people were saying, you know, he he was stealing from the show. End of the day, it's a show. End of the day, he's in my Mount Rushmore. End of the day, I love the guy. So it didn't sour me at all. I do think it is, you know, you, you could tell it wasn't him. At the end of the day, you're going to, depending who's in that role, you're going to always know, oh, okay, they don't really have the reins. Mm-hmm. Like, Foley never had the reins. He did have the, some great segments. I mean, last week, the Roman? night before that rainstorm, <laughs> the, the night before... The, the rainstorm. The, <laughs> the night before the snowstorm. I'm sorry. Night You're before, even cutting promos on the snow now. Yeah, night before the snowstorm. I mean, um, Foley, that Foley with Triple H, that was gold. Locking in the mandible claw, I thought it was great. You know, none of that really uh, soured me too much. You know, his whole um, authority role. I enjoyed it. I'd rather him than, you know, Paige's buddy Brad Maddox. I'd rather him than Vicky Guerrero. I'd rather him than. Animal Road Warrior Animal's brother who means nothing to me. So I'm happy it was Foley. I'm a dynamic dude. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. He's about to be related to the Bellas. You he would is. think he should be marrying uh, Maurice's um, mom because he's just you know it makes sense. He should have a son-in-law like the Miz, not like Cena. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean. My theory. Yeah, I think Foley at the very least. You knew that he was out there and he was supporting the talent. Like, he was on their side. He was trying to keep them from being screwed over by Stephanie as much as he could. And you have to appreciate that aspect of the story. Always do. Um, Mick frickin' Foley. I would say, yeah, we did get a Mick frickin' Foley. Um, Last year, I know we were all hyped for the women's triple threat match leading into WrestleMania. Is anyone here even remotely as amped up for the women's match at WrestleMania as we were last year? Well, remember, Ryan, you have to remember, last year's build was horrible, too. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The build was horrible, but at least there was, like, the the idea that they're going to be put in a prominent position, which they never had before. We're like, we're going to get a real match with real talent in there that's going to get to shine. So we did get that. The build wasn't great, but we at least had to hold on to that they're going to be put in a good position. Now it's like... I don't even know what you're you're doing at this point. Well, you, you you can look at it that way, but the thing is, throughout that past year, since last year at WrestleMania, we had sh- the classic between Charlotte and Sasha. Mm-hmm. We, we even had the main event of pay-per-view. So you're not so unless they're main eventing WrestleMania, you're not going to really be as as amped for the women's division because you want them to get to the next level. Well, I would have been amped had they done a good job of building any of these characters or stories. Well, this is wrong. To- <laughs> well, it's not just that. You know, I'm going to put a broken record on real quick, and I'm going to let it spin. Um, this is now a multi-multi-woman match. It's not the triple threat that we thought about for two weeks. It's now going to be a fatal four-way. So, am I the like, I'm extremely disappointed by that. You know, not just the fact, we could be looking at a triple threat like we saw last year, a triple threat. But now I just know. There's no chance... And I'm going to go in this negatively looking at it. There's no chance this Fatal 4-Way lives up to the quality that the Triple Threat did last year. I don't see it. I don't um, when, when Nia Jax came up from NXT, I was actually trying to... I was giving her hope. Like, she's going to do better. Mm-hmm. I can't, 
not to be a hater, but I can't stand her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying into it. I don't think she's good. Um, I. I understand. Put all the women. If you want to put all the women, make a multi-woman tag match. Or no, in everyone's been hearing me say this 20 times. I love a battle royal. Make a women's battle royal in the pre-show for a number one contender for the next show. I don't care. Nia Jax does not need to be in this championship match. She'd be, what's the next Raw pay-per-view? Battleground? Backlash? I don't care what it is. She could be in that. She does not need to be in a women's championship match at Mania. That's my honest opinion. Um, it should be a one-on-one -on -one match, or they could do a triple threat again. I don't know why she got into this. Now they got four plus, four women. SmackDown's got you know seven plus eight, nine, ten women. However many is going to be <laughs> in it. We've all been talking that this is the broken record. All these multi-person matches they don't need, mm -hmm. and specifically the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. So I know where everybody else at this table sits on the women's division. Mike, I'm not 100% sure your feelings. What, do you, are you as excited for this year's women's match as you were for last year's triple threat with um, Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte? Well, right off the bat, um, as the triple threat was going to go down, I was, I was, I was excited for that because I like Bailey more than I like Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. So the idea of Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, I thought that was going to possibly top last year's triple threat. Uh, but I'm with Eric on the same notion. Uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Nia Jax. Unnecessary for her to be in that match. Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, we have these four healthy women on the show. So let's put them all in the match. Match. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm not sure what Nia Jax did to deserve, uh, other than I guess be super powerful. But she can't really do anything else. I'm. A, I'm gonna go with like Roman hater line. Did she get in because she's related to The Rock? <laughs> Did The Rock make a phone call? I mean, I'm literally to the point where, like, I've never been a Roman hater, but I really think that's how she got in this match. It's I wouldn't say that's sense. how she got in, but I know that's why they're invested in her. Right. Like, that's why they have they an investment in her. Connection, yeah. Which is a little Rock said, I can't out. make it this year. I can't blow China's uh, flame gun. <laughs> but can you put my cousin in this match? Like, I, oh, love you can't? Samoa, I love Samoa Joe, but I'm sit, I'm, I was like looking at the screen for a minute, and I'm like, why are there so many Samoans like, <laughs> in the Samoan mania? Samoan mania. Well, he's the only one not part of the family. The thing I like about him, at least he's not part of the family. Everyone else got the pride. But, I mean, the fact that he's just Samoan, you know, it's like, how are all these, you know what I mean? But it's whatever. I mean, yeah, I just wish it was still a triple threat match between the three of them. But But we saw that already. And I told you guys, I said this is going to be a third or four, whether you like it or not, because we saw the triple threat at Clash of Champions. And I got a question for all you guys. Did you like Nia Jackson and NXT? I did. I did, too. Yeah, I, I think I saw too much of the behind-the-scenes stuff, so I was into her. I liked, I liked her NXT. Her. No, but I'm like, talking about her from an in-ring perspective. Because no, no. she, she had good matches with Bayley in NXT. She, she had good match with Asuka in NXT. If you watch um, when NXT had um, that live event <laughs> in, this, in December, her and Asuka had a fantastic match for the NXT Women's title. My thing is, in this match, she's with, four, with three other women. And... She's the bigger one. She's the bigger person, the biggest person at the match. So a lot of things, that's a whole new, whole new dynamic. So they could do so many spots with with her. And one of the best, and we go, I can, I'm gonna all argue one of the maybe, maybe it could be argued for maybe the second best women's match you've seen in the last three years, maybe in WWE history, is the um, takeover Fatal Four Way with um, uh, with the four horsewomen. Yeah, with the four horsewomen. This, and I'm not comparing Nia to Becky. 
But from a from a whole total perspective, this could be probably that good because. Nia Jack, she doesn't have to go out there and put and, and put on a five star match. She just has to be there to do your role. When you're in fade forward, you just do your role. Right. That, that's why I think like, I don't have a problem with this match because Nia Jack is going to play her role on Raw. My next, she played her role in a, in that situation. She threw she threw um Bailey around like she was Marlena. <laughs> basically. But unless they unless they triple team her, I don't see her. I don't know. Now I just see her being in this match as a v- vintage vintage Ayla. I'm gonna steal steal some from her real quick. I got a nitpick, <laughs> and I know this won't happen, but I want to know because my least favorite Intercontinental Champion, one half of my favorite tag team of all time, the Road Dog, is an avid listener of this podcast. <laughs> so Road Dog, if you're listening to this, and oh, if there's God, anything you can go. do to Mania prior, <laughs> so this is huge. I want to know your guys' opinion because I know I feel this way, but I want I almost want to know out of the five of us that I'm the odd man out. I think, and I know they don't want to hurt the credibility of Charlotte or Nia. Is this match better? If it's a fatal four-way elimination match rather than fatal four-way one pinfall to to the draw, I think it would be a better fatal four-way elimination match. But I don't have a problem with it just being a plain fatal four because no matter what, you know they're going to get time. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to get at least fifteen minutes for this. Mm-hmm. If not, there's four women. They better. I know, but I'm saying in the triple threat, they mm-hmm. got close to fifteen minutes, if not fifteen minutes. They're going to they get got eighteen. Okay, yeah, sixteen or eighteen. Yeah, they're going to get the, the exact time. <clears throat> and Nia Jax, whether you like it or not, Raw is Raw. Nobody is good on Raw. Because Raw is a three-hour show, mm-hmm. and Raw and they book you horribly. So you, you you're not catered, you're not booked to what you can do. SmackDown, you are. So if Nia Jax on SmackDown, I guarantee whoever doesn't like Nia Jax, you'll have a whole different opinion on her. And Raw only has four women, four women, so you have to do something different. I'm just thinking when the. I don't think there should be a debate for this. I, I thought. From the first NXT house show I went to with Laugh and Ron, and Alexa came out with Blake and Murphy. Obviously, everyone knows I'm a perv. I seen her. I was into it. I thought she was great as a manager. I, you know, I thought she was decent in NXT. When she came to SmackDown, I was a fan right away. At the end of the day, signed to WWE, above NXT, above SmackDown, the three greatest women wrestlers are all on Raw. The three of them are on are on Raw. And they're in a fatal four-way match with Nia Jax. Oscar being number four, in my opinion. No, no knock to Becky Lynch. That's my opinion. I'm not, I'm That's my ahead. opinion. The top three, I don't think there's any debate. Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte. Those three. So that's why I'm just looking at it like... Um, and it sucks because you know Nia's not going to take the ball. Good. There's no wrong answer, but so so all the listeners know. Six five just put Oscar above Sasha. Yeah, I know, I know, it's a sin. <laughs> it's not though. It's not. It's, it's not. I it's not. There's mean, no wrong that's answer. Like subjective. Yeah, it was a year ago in this show. Yeah. He'd have been thrown out. <laughs> there's no sitting with the you know the Sasha love. Mister Banks. It only took a year and a half for somebody to call me that. <laughs> He's been waiting. Um, there's, there's no wrong answer when it comes to who your top woman is yeah. on 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 um, in WWE. But like I said, SmackDown. I I when the brand split came, where I already said SmackDown is going to get the guys that need to be built up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Rose going to get girls. bigger. Rose going to get bigger names. Alexa Bliss and the women on SmackDown are more entertaining than any of the women on Raw. Every division on SmackDown. Exactly. 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 So my thing is, Nia Jack just has to play her role in this match for this match to be good. Well, well, to continue to roundtable, you know, to the three to have an answer, you know, you're indifferent. 
you, you would like it, but hey, you're you're fine. If it was a fatal four, we'll start with prep. If it was a fatal four way elimination match, do you, does that make it better to you? Like, where where do you stand with this match? So, we know it won't happen. Road dog, we're talking to you. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of the elimination matches. I like the one fall to one a finish. Fall to See, but each me personally, I didn't get to say it yet. I think that this match will be better than last year's match because now they have Naya in there, wow. who is the power, mm-hmm. you know, the power um, girl. So good spot. she's going to play her role. They're going to have really good spots. And all, all she's in there to do is make Bailey look that much better because I have no doubt that Bailey's going to walk out the champion. But See, I, I hate the idea that you have to have a, a filler in there. Like, I like the idea of WrestleMania as every person has the equal opportunity to win the match. You know, going in there knowing Nia's going to lose, like, that's dumb. Like, why even have her in the match to begin with just to have her, you know, I don't know. That's a, Would you prefer it as an elimination match or are you like just a straight up fatal four way? Uh, because it's a fatal four way, I would I would like to see elimination. But if it was a triple threat, I'd like to see the one four. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's very un WWE to do a triple threat by yeah. elimination. Yeah. Well, to right. Prep's point about him saying he thinks this match will be better. My question about about this match isn't so much whether the match itself will be better. It's like I have less interest in it this year than I did last year. Yeah. Last year, this felt like a really big deal going into WrestleMania. It was a big deal there. Their pictures being like right in the middle on top of the stadium. It was a big deal, like, you know, the women's championship getting unveiled. Um, there had never been a 10 minute women's match in WrestleMania history before last year. And it was like, we knew that they were going to get, get time to, to do a real match. And they did. And they, in my mind, they stole the show. That was the most hot the crowd was the whole night. I feel like without a lot of that extra stuff, like, okay, we've had the women's title since last WrestleMania. That's nothing new this year. We had a real women's match last year. That's not new this year. We saw two of these women in this match last year. Um, a lot of that is taken away, and they just have not done a good job of telling the story. So I would like to see an elimination match because at least then you can tell more of a story about these four within the match because like you can kind of create rivalries within the match if one person eliminates somebody. There, there's like a real winner if you have survived three falls to get the title. Um, so I would like to see it be an elimination match for that reason alone. Although that's not what we're going to get. We're going to get one fall and it will be over. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you agree with that? Whether the match is good or not, do you agree with the, the excitement entry. is less yeah. than what it was last year? <clears throat> yeah, well, this time last year we were ex- so excited because all those women were coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. And they've already been there for a year, and they've changed the title 20 times. <laughs> it's not, you know. Only 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, so. But I you don't that... see a title change at Mania. No, I see it the night after when Sasha turns. Well, I don't think the title will change anything, but I do think Sasha's taking the fall. Really? For yeah. storytelling purposes, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, because I think she turns. The I next think she night. turns on Bailey the next night. That's, that's gonna be the hottest crowd. Because I think we're getting. I think next night on Raw, we're getting the new GM, no, whoever no, it no. is. We're getting. We're getting Balor. We're gonna. We're probably get answers to Joe. So and we're Owens. not getting Balor, man. No, no, I'm adamant about that. Because why? Why don't waste him now? He, no, I mean, I'm, I'm all for not wasting. Yeah, him. don't waste him now. There's no need to waste him. Don't put him. Nah, that's what I was yeah, so. Yeah. I was so scared that he was gonna yeah, come out. Yeah, that made no to, sense. To like help Chris Jericho. Yeah, I was like, I was like don't don't waste Balor. Don't don't waste Balor because you. Like what? What do you want to have him do? Like you got plenty of guys. 
on the roster. You, we still don't even know what doing. Like the one of the guys you've been building up for a whole year, Braun Strowman. We have no idea what he's doing. We have no idea, no idea what Samoa Joe's doing or Sami Zayn's doing. Mm-hmm. So well, keep Balor off that card. And I and I think we'll get the new GM, Balor's return, answers to Joe Owens, and Sasha Turner Hill. How long is this Joe Enforcer thing happening for? I think until after WrestleMania, until we get answers okay. about because because we we still don't know what Triple H said to Kevin Owens, and we still don't know what this is between yeah. him and Owens. Right, right. My hope is that it's a a lasting stable. Well, that, uh, I think Michael Cole pointed it out uh, the reason that Joe came out um, when they ambushed Jericho, so that like they've been working together, or whatever. So that'd be cool if they they do form some good faction together. Because the dirt sheet is. Pete, Dunn. Pete Dunn's coming, and he's on. I didn't watch the UK tournament. I know Triple H said something to him in the UK. Pete tournament. Dunn is great. I, I didn't see that part. Yeah, no, no, but then Triple H talked yeah, to him. Yeah, he said, "Make a name for yourself." Yeah, kid. something like that. Yeah, and that dirt sheet is is, is going to be Dunn, Owens, and Joe with Triple H. That's the that's the rumor. Can't I can't shoot it down. You know, I love yeah. it. Oh, nice. I was thinking about Pete Dunn coming up because <laughs> Pete Dunn is great, great heel. You'll see him at Access. Yeah, because at, at Access... Mediocre in comparison. He, he, at Access, he has a, a UK title shot against um, Tyler Bate. <laughs> yeah. Less than mediocre. And, yo, Mark Haskins is going to be at Access, who isn't hasn't been on WWE television yet, but was the progress champion, and he had to vacate the title due to the injury. Dude is amazing. Yeah? Yeah. So is that some homework? Yes. <laughs> uh, Pass it around. Yeah, switching topics. United States Championship. For my money, the best story of 2016 into 17. <laughs> the former best friends, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Jericho defending. Uh, Josh, I'll throw this one to you first since we, we went to you last on the last subject. Um, did you like Jericho's highlight reel as much as I did? So, I, I really like the segment. Jericho still on one of the best runs, like you said, in over a decade. <laughs> so good. Um, the stuff he said about Kevin Owens. <laughs> the real. He's just, marking yeah, out, marking out, out man. man. Oh, man. The real Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I liked it a lot, yeah. Do you like the way that they've handled I mean, some, some of us, maybe many of us, wish this was for the Universal title. Do you like the way that they're handling this leading into wrestling? I know you love the Festival of Friendship. We've discussed yeah, this oh man. at length. I did. Are you happy with how they followed that up and built this towards Mania from there? I am. So the one thing that WWE has been doing with their... So the champions, when they lose, they go straight to the secondary title. Um, it didn't work so well with Dean because... Dean, for some reason, when he has a secondary title, he just doesn't give a damn about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like Kevin, when he wins at WrestleMania, he'll make that United States title, you know, one of the important titles on That was Raw. one of the things he said in that first promo after Jericho screwed him over. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to take that from you. It wasn't that I just want to beat you. Like, yeah. I want to take that title from you. So that right there... Showed you that it that it matters. But at yeah. the end of the day, that was what two, three. That was three weeks ago. That was three weeks ago. <laughs> My only nitpick, not to cut you off, Brett. Only nitpick. They haven't brought up the damn belt since. It's a prop. It is a prop. I do wish it was done better. I'm happy as on this. Like I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I'm the, probably. I would guarantee I'm the only person at this table fine with it being for the United States title. You but, but <laughs> at the end of the day. I just wish, like, 
Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Because Jericho should be putting that belt over. It is the only belt he had. Only damn belt he hasn't held. And he wins it. He defends it, what, once against Sami Zayn? Twice? Yeah. A couple house shows, but whatever. You know, at the end of the day, in 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 the the lookbook, in Wikipedia, www.com, whatever it is, in 2020, 2022, whatever year it is, we're going to be looking back, oh, wow, Jericho had a 60-day run, 40-day run, whatever it is. Oh, it's longer than you would think. But he hasn't done anything with it. Yeah. In 60 days, in 40 days, in 50 days, he defended as much as Dean Ambrose did in 200 days. Yeah, I liked him posting the old kind of the, the conversation he had. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens asking him that for was advice. Gold. It was gold. Um, I wonder if that's real. If that was really how it went down. I, I believe. Yeah, oh, I believe. talk about it. They talk about it on the um, on interviews. On their interviews. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to them. I liked him saying that he was. Uh, not KO's friend. I'm his hero. I'm his idol. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought Jericho was great. Oh, shout out to the uh, poster of the big chested lady. Yeah. What did he? What did he say? That a chesty, <laughs> some generic chesty. <laughs> <mom>. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great picture. I was picture. digging that, man. That was, a, me. that was a great picture, though, of him with the Y2J yeah. shirt on yeah. doing the pose. I I did love this. I love the way that they've built to it. Um, Mike, I know we discussed this on your Unsanctioned episode. I know you're really looking forward to it. Yeah. Ayla, what are your thoughts on this buildup? The buildup's great. It's, it just should be for, you know, for, the user, for the universal title. I'll get to... 100% should be first. I'll get to that later about belts being props mm-hmm. on Lincoln SmackDown, but... I like we we legit got the actual real Kevin Owens because mm-hmm. Kevin Owens like, he Jericho showed Kevin Owens as a fan of him yeah and what like you said you said with the, the tweets about wish I do when I get the WWE and um the poster from him in two thousand mm-hmm. doing the what Jericho pose I thought that was perfect because it shows that Jericho um Owens actually idolized Chris Jericho and I thought it was a nice touch it was kind of booking one on one. When Owens attacked Jericho, Jericho from behind when Joe came down to the ring and actually him actually ripping up the list to actually generate heat and after that at the end doing the Jericho pose again mm-hmm. in, in current time yeah. booking one on one too <laughs> everybody loves Kevin Owens but Kevin Owens even though you cheer him he always finds the littlest thing to do to get more heat out of you I love that that's that's the flair asking him it is and I think Jericho's the perfect guy to get people to turn on him a little bit because Obviously, between the two of them, like we've talked about this for months, that Jericho was overshadowing him in the Universal Championship, was overshadowing whoever Owens was actually in a feud with. So obviously, we love Jericho, especially now he's older. We have so much appreciation for how good he's been over the last year. There's nothing Jericho could do that would get us to do anything but stand up and cheer for him. Yeah. And to go back to his... 30 titles. Yeah, to go back to his very first uh, promo in WWE when he came out on The Rock, we're all sitting there chanting, Go Jericho, go, no matter what he does. So he's the one guy that could get us to put heat on Kevin Owens. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if it works for anybody else. So I... I, I was nervous when they announced this segment because I thought they were just going to make, like, a joke of it. Yeah. And because us as, you know, hardcore fans, we know that, like, Kevin Owens, like, likes to zoo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was going to be like, look at this. He, he swears he's such a tough guy. Look at him with the koala or something like that. But... I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they went with the oh, it was absolutely. I'm his hero, you know. Yeah, absolutely the right approach. Yeah, for um, sure. And then that tells you because, you know, Jericho is the one who came out looking like a fool out of the Festival of Friendship. That that puts Jericho right back up. They're like, oh yeah, look at all this guy has achieved. 
Mm. He is a hero to all these guys. Yeah. Like, he's been around forever. And then Jericho gets to say, like, he has no idea what he's in store for when he hears Break the Walls Down. There's a picture of Balor in that same shirt that really? KO was wearing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, does anybody else, does anyone, I shouldn't say anybody else, does anyone feel good about the tag team division on <laughs> Um... No. No. <laughs> so, Mike, as someone who is an avowed fan of the Bullet Club. A huge fan of the club. Don't like what they're doing with them. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know. They're really wasting that. Um, Gallows, Gallows isn't good on the mic. I think Carl is a lot better on the mic. But they're not letting them be themselves, if mm-hmm. you will. You know? They're kind of like stuck into the... You know, g- generic WWE creative lame uh, um, skits that they put on. So you're not letting nerds them be, and nerds. Yeah, nerds. They're the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish they were more Tex Ferguson and Chad. Too bad. I was just gonna get to that. <laughs> yeah. Has I everyone I, seen? I am the only one that pops around. I think it's funny they call people nerds. But has everyone seen the South Paul Regional Wrestling stuff yet? No, I've, I've only seen yes. one clip, and I, I saw all four. Per- personal life, kids beating my ass. I don't have enough time. I haven't had enough time. I've had a good week at work, so I've been busy uh, grinding out. But I need to watch it all. And supposedly, I guess Jericho's new podcast is going to have something to do with it. Their WWE shop even dropped the T-shirt of it. And they what? did. T-shirt. I looked for it yeah. today. I didn't see what it. I've seen of the first clip is gold. Um, yeah, it it's better. It's better than Raw. I'll tell you what. <laughs> the best John Cena I've seen in a long time. So, so time out. Is it only on WWE.com or is it yeah. on the network? So, I mean, it's on YouTube. I don't know if it's on the network. I was not. searching the network for like 30 minutes. No, it's on the YouTube and on the WWE.com. I first got up sex. I'm looking at like, these are five-minute clips. That's I mean, like the VHS quality of the video, uh, like the... Uh, a lot of like the weird cuts of the video, like just very poorly edited. So um, it's a sponsored Yeah, by KFC. segment. But it works so well. Like the sponsorship, yeah. it's not like <laughs> it, well, no, it the just worked really well. Yeah, yeah. Just plugging like it was the an best, appearance by yeah. the talent at KFC. A Ric Flair impersonator. Yeah, and it's actually Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> I I do believe one, they, they should continue doing this. My only worry is this happened is like, hey, let's do this. And people love it. Once WWE actually really puts their hands on it. Mm-hmm. And starts trying to do it, it's going to be awful. It's so good. Let's give it until September then. Yeah, like that. That's how I feel though. Like they they didn't know how good this was when they did it. It turned out really well, and once they start trying to do it, they're not going to do it nearly as well. That's Apparently, my worry. Clint Bobsky <laughs> is something that Chris Jericho and Lance Storm had like way back. Really? Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's great. I watched it all actually this afternoon at work. Um, it's only what twenty eight minutes. Yeah, there's, because there's uh, every, every clip is between like five that. and seven minutes. Yeah. It's probably like twenty five minutes to watch all four. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Breeze with that fake mustache. Yeah. Uh, it, it's awesome. Tyler Breeze with Nikki Bella's chest. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> to to steal from Alo, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, I think it's great though. I I loved it. I hope they do more. Uh, and I hope they continue to do it the way that they're doing it now. Do you think Maurice played a good Nikki? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. That's bad. Better um, than Breeze. We'll talk about that later. We will. <laughs> um, yeah, basically Enzo and Cass kind of allowed Cesaro and Sheamus to get into the triple threat at WrestleMania. 
They're idiots. Have they done anything with any of these three teams that has made you care about? Even Enzo and Cass, who you're wearing a uh, certified G shirt right now, Josh. Yeah. Who else, is, all... who else is tired of the gimmick? Uh, I don't think I'm tired, I'm not of, the tired of the gimmick. gimmick. I'm tired of Enzo, Enzo and Cass. Cass. How they're booking. I'm ready them. for something else. They've been Vincified. They've been. I, I've been saying that for when even before they came up last year. I was like, Vince is gonna love these guys because mm. they're just gonna. Vince is going to have them plug all their products and say the same thing for weeks. And that's what we do. Vin- Enzo comes out, couple haters. He says the same thing every week. It's nothing new and creative. In NXT, he has something new every week for any for everyone. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, there people are making memes out of a cup of haters, so let's just have them say it every week. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't let social media dictate so much of what they do. Right. Uh, that really is a lot of the downfall overall, is they're so worried about what people are saying on social media. If you if a meme starts about something they've done on Raw, they will beat it into the ground. They'll and like like I said about Southpaw Regional Wrestling, when they start trying to do that, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like when they start trying to manufacture these moments, they don't happen. Um, yeah, I couldn't really care less. And then about they have the no tag team division. Yeah, and then there's no tag teams. They have the, they have the same three teams in the Shining Stars, Eric's family. <laughs> That's it. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does anybody else have any anything to say about before. the Raw tag teams? Can well, we move on? I did like how, how Stephanie actually went after everybody that embraced Mick Foley. I did like that, but it didn't lead to anything for the tag team division. Right. You already knew Bailey's going to lose. You already know Enzo and Ka- um, Enzo and Cass were going to turn on the club. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really lead to anything. It was like it was a complete waste of time for the tag team division. Yeah, yeah. The the, the best thing for me about the tag team division was seeing. Mick's interaction with Cesaro and Sheamus. Like, you gave us this opportunity, which he did, uh, with the best of seven series that we all mocked. Uh, but, yeah, the tag team division is leaving a lot to be desired on Raw. I still don't want to see them as a tag team. Well, I hope that after WrestleMania that's over. It's not. I don't think it's going to be long-term at this point, especially because they're not doing anything with them at the moment. Yeah. Is it okay? Uh, no, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah, like they're just kind of there. Yeah, at this point. For Sheamus too. Your Irish brethren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, cruiserweights. We're gearing up for the uh, Austin Aries Neville Championship match. That should be good. Um, Aries had a match with Five Live. I did not see the Mustafa Ali Neville match. Ali is is incredible. Oh my god! I don't know what's with all the what's the need with all the Muslims to be involved, but <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? Davari, Davari, Davari. Yeah, who's obviously on steroids. Mustafa Ali is great. He's awesome. Davari sucks. I can't stand him. Um, <laughs> but when, he had a match with Neville. When are they gonna unleash Mustafa Ali? I don't know now because in my mind. Aries wins at Mania, yeah. but Aries if he's a face, then Where's Ali's not going to fit. Yeah, because Ali's white meat baby face mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I don't think Aries wins at Mania. You know? Now, this is my thing with the whole Cruiserweight division. All right, you know, it's like the hot person of the week for the mm-hmm. Cruiserweight, division, Cruiserweight division. It's like, okay... Brian Kendrick, like he stands out. Okay, we're gonna give him the title. Rich Swan stands out. We're gonna get him the title. And it's not like it's like through a big time span. It's like okay, this guy—you could tell who's the next guy in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, it's been short lived. Yeah, and that's the problem. I think Neville 
deem himself as the king of the cruiserweight because Neville's the only guy other than Aries that just came in that we actually got excited about. Is and basically every time the cruiserweight title gets defended, it basically changes hands for the most for the most part. Mm-hmm. Especially especially against a new again especially against a first time first time challenger. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with the cruiserweight division. Every time they defend it against a new challenger, they retain the, it, it always change hands. So I think to actually build some credibility and actually get some serious seriousness behind it, I think Neville should actually retain. I like that. I think Aries should Aries could win it. I, on his second opportunity, maybe, but not the first time. But who do you... All right, so you see how much of a success Neville was coming up, you know, into the cruiserweight division, finally turning heel and revitalizing his career. Who do you think... Who else do you think can move themselves to the cruiserweight division and follow that same path? Who's on the roster? Who else is there that's, that's really labeled as a cruiserweight? Because they have cruiserweights, but they're not labeled as cruiserweights. They're not going to label Finn Balor as a cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. The only guy I can really think of is Kalisto, but he's on SmackDown. And Sami Zayn, he's probably around that weight limit, but do they do they, do they want Sami Zayn in the cruiserweight division? They better not. Neville, well, they already have the better version of Kalisto and Grandma Talik, who's, yeah, who's, who's be, not there. He's Well, he's going to be in that? NXT for a while now. Because he? he botched his first match. Really? He, had a, he messed up a spot, so... Oh, He's really? went down to NXT ever it's since. It's funny, I was just rewatching something he was in. Like, like when the two of five lives started, like you would have thought he'd been like the top three, four, five at that. Yeah, yeah, because he was in the first he was match. In the, on he was Raw. In the first match on Raw, and he was like, in him and TJP, they had a great match. And then he went. But back you to, should be rooting for Toronto because he's from Philly. <laughs> he's from Jersey. And in Jack Gallagher, we had, that's why. Man. Like he's from he's Puerto Rican. He's Come good. On. He's good. And in Jack Gallagher, we haven't seen him since what? Um, Fastlane. It's been a little bit. Yeah. We haven't seen him since Fastlane. He's on two or five. He's the only. He's, yeah, he's the only guy that was like the new the new hot the hot thing on the block that didn't get the title. I think like, that they was benefit so... from making some of them tag teams and just letting them work in the Raw tag team division. I, I would think that too, but and then, who, who was it? I think it was Gallagher who actually was the first cruiserweight to actually work with main roster with main roster talent. Oh, mm-hmm. in the uh, in, in the in the in the Royal, in the Royal, Rumble, in the Royal yeah. Rumble. I would like to see a couple of you guys actually get bumped up and not just be labeled as cruiserweights and face some of these guys because you can actually get these guys some of these guys on TV. And, and a lot of these guys you don't gotta pass them as cruiserweights. Like Tony Nese, you don't have to pass him as a cruiserweight. Brian Kendrick, he's you, short man. Brian Kendrick, yeah. you don't have to pass him off as a cruiserweight. Are we the same height? I think we were like close to the same height. He's he's shorter than me. Yeah. Um. He definitely was shorter than me. Can I just say how much I love when Neville came out after Aries' match? That Aries said, like, what are you doing here? I didn't have an interview, an exclusive interview scheduled with you. <laughs> that he's still taking himself seriously as a journalist. I love. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited for the cruiserweights because, like, Neville really has risen up in the past two months. You now have Aries in there, who I think is a great addition. Gallagher is still there, and when he comes back out, I mean, he's over. People yeah. enjoy him. He's funny. He's entertaining. He's got a very unique and different style. He could work. Yeah, he's that match I, with I Neville great. was great. Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, and I still think Rich Swan is great too. Um, they have guys there. It's just a matter of kind of letting them go a little bit. Um, so I'll just ask everybody early prediction, uh, just very quick. Who is the cruiserweight champion after WrestleMania? Neville or Austin Aries? Eck, I'll start with you. So, again, I've, I've been saying it since uh, Austin Aries debuted on NXT. I don't know nothing about any of these guys that touched TNA prior, unless they were in WWE, mm-hmm. and I mean really in WWE, not like for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Austin Aries did not know about him. Um, he was one of three to five, three to five guys that came over. Didn't know really what to think. I'll be honest, I became more of a fan of him as he became a commentator. I appreciated his work in NXT towards mm-hmm. the end, right before he got hurt. I was like, he's good. He brought up um, your boy from Ring of Honor. You yeah. and perhaps, uh, what's his name? Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. Both of <laughs> you guys, big fans, big fans. So he, um, <laughs> so it, you know, right when he brought up Strong, you know, that was his, uh, when he was peaking there. I love, he's gold on commentary. There's no debate about that. We're all going to agree on that, so we can skip over that. I would love to see him leave, but my best friend pointed out a great point. Not to disrespect the Cruiserweight title. And uh, on a recent episode of Unsanctioned, uh, Mr. Scully pointed out, you know, the disrespect to the belt when mm-hmm. they flip-flop. That belt, you know, we, we've talked, we were just talking about the women's division, yeah. the Raw women's title, changed hand over 20 times <laughs> in, in the time of a year. Cruiserweight champion, what have we seen? TJ was first. Uh, we've seen Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick, then Swan. Swan. No. Now we got no. We got four people in what? Not four months, but you know, it, it's it's short. Um, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Aries bumped out of the division and not touch the title. Mm-hmm. I do think he adds credibility to it, but I hope for the respect of the belt. I hope two things. One. I hope uh, Alo's right. I hope they that he doesn't, he doesn't get it. I hope it keeps stays on Neville, and let's see like a month, month and a half, two months draw until Aries gets it. You know, a month or two after media season. Yeah, I think Aries will get the bell. Just I don't want him to get it the first shot. So you say Neville's, Neville's going to come out of me, Josh. So I already said I think Aries should win, but like we just said about Mustafa Ali. So, I can see Neville retaining and then going into a feud because you know how once WWE sees a match and they love it and they see everybody else loves it, they go to that match instantly. Yeah, 20 plus times. I can Mm -hmm. see them doing that with Mustafa Ali and Neville because they had a great match. Right. Um, And I do think that Aries works way better as a heel. So. Mm -hmm. Me too. So I I think Aries will win because it'll be that flavor of the month thing. They do that. Yeah, his gimmick but, is a heel gimmick. It's like being yeah. forced as a baby face yeah. now because people are enjoying him. Yeah, he's not body. really doing anything as a baby. Yeah. He's not doing anything baby face. Well, when people debut, you're automatically a baby face yeah. if people are excited for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I th- I think Aries wins, but like Alo said, it would be better if Neville won. Yeah. Michael J. Who's the Who's the cruiserweight champion coming out of Mania? Neville or Aries? Uh, I want Aries, but unfortunately, I think Neville. <laughs> uh, big Aries fan. Uh, I liked him ever since uh, I started watching him in Ring of Honor, um, and I don't know. I just I, I like him. He's great. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. We all know he's just keeping the title warm for the real cruiserweight <laughs> champion. Tony, Tony Nese. Yeah, Long Island Zone. Is it Long Island or Staten Island? I forget. I think it's Staten Island. You know, yeah. as the round table. I think it's Long Island. As the round table is... That's okay, because I like the top shelves, the tippiest. (laughs) As the round table began to circulate, it also dawned on my brain. Good thing about Aries grabbing the title at this point, with him being a a face. Let's let him grab it. We need a face to grab the title. Just so 
the real cruiserweight champion who is currently a heel. Heel. Is he a heel? I don't yeah. know what he is. Right now he's a heel, I think. Just because Will. Like, what do you he mean? He keeps going against CJP, who's a face. Is TJP yeah. a face? Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what he's got on. What do you mean Yo, TJP got cooled us. off real quick. This is there. 80% of the tables can easily identify who's a face and who's not. Yeah, he's come on. I mean, they're, su- they're supposed to be. There's four faces at the table right now and one heel. I'm telling you right now. Nice is a heel. Yeah, so if I drink four beers, I'll be a heel? No, you won't. You drink ten beers, you won't be a heel. Wow. You'll be sick. Yeah, Nice is supposed oh, to be a heel. You won't be sick. Me, I'll drink ten more. I still won't be sick. I'll still just be me. Yeah, Nice is supposed to be a heel. Stoozies. TJP wanna, is supposed to be a baby. I don't want you to be obsessed. He'll throw up on my couch again. Oh, Rollins oh, and Triple H. That was Long Island, dickhead. <laughs> Rollins and Triple H. How do we feel about where that's going? Great. I like it. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm very excited for it. I like that Aaron's excited because he's hoping Triple H wins. Well, I like that no. they brought that in why? the no. surgeon and the, the guy yeah. who's doing his rehab to like come and talk about the injury, saying who was clearly reading cards. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, not not as as blatantly as Baron Corbin though. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reads cards more blatantly than Baron Corbin. But um, I like that he said that he made the point that the knee brace saved his knee. That he said um, he's rehabbing better than we could have anticipated. But no doctor would clear him to come back, which leads obviously to Triple H saying, "We're going to sign an agreement that basically, like, we're not liable if he actually gets hurt, and then I'm going to basically end his career." Um, I enjoyed this promo uh, from Triple H, but we actually have a question about this. <laughs> I a question, a question for Alo from Triple H himself. Is this from Can you Triple read it H? Wait, is this from Triple H, the creator? Or Triple H, the destroyer. This is from Triple H, the creator. Do it in his voice, please. Hi, Aaron. It's Paul. (laughs) Thanks for being such a loyal fan. I'm concerned about my promo on Monday night. The crowd didn't care. I had to resort to cheap tactics to get a pop, and even then, it sounded like a lot of kids. While it has taken a really long time to actually have this match, do you think the people care about me anymore? My match last year was uneventful. I shouldn't have been in the main event, to be honest. And I really haven't been around since I helped Kevin Owens win the belt. Am I doing anything wrong? (laughs) Well, am I uh, doing anything wrong? Hunter? (laughs) Put some respect on his name. He's a heel, Uh so he has to garner a heat reaction. And to go back to last year, who, I'm going to ask all you, all four of you here, who was the belt going to be on? <laughs> I mean, you already know my stance on I know your stance. You three. I, I mean, I love the belt. No, I'm saying, but what, in a logical perspective, who else was the belt going to be on storyline-wise to face Roman? You're right. You're very right about that. Bestie. I was going to last, man. Save me. Prep. <laughs> Nothing you can do that last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just my best friend. He speaks to me as well. There's nothing you could have done last year. You could have you could have changed the they, 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 lines around. No, you, you couldn't change. You couldn't. Dean, Dean, you know, you could have been best friend versus best friend. Dean could have had. But the you got that Dean at Survivor Series. Yeah, that's right. 
you got it. Now you got that months later. Their hands were tied. You couldn't do anything. Flash they weren't. I don't think they were tied to. to oh no, Triple H was the last resort. That no, they, it was no. But the, as, as, story, much as, as much as he didn't look strong after losing him at Roadblock, I think my boy Dean didn't look strong after a last man standing match being the second to last man standing in the Rumble. Dean, Dean versus Roman would have been a fuck. Uh, let, like at least, least let us get a surprise. That's my defense. Least let From us get a, a story surprise. Line, first of all, that match was already destroyed. I just want to know what hey, way. Like, you got me against a rope right now. No, no, no. <laughs> besides, besides me deleting my Twitter, how can I start being more surprised? No. First because of all, I don't want this. To... First of all, last year's story that was all messed up because WWE messed right. up because they, they they had Roman take a nap instead of actually get screwed. He lost clean essentially right. and took a nap. So that got that got you booze already as it is. Right. So that did no face Roman either. Ro- then he had that whole nose thing or whatever. What, what, that, was a, <laughs> that was fake or real, whatever. I don't know what that was. Oh, the Byron Saxon pack. Yeah, yeah, the blood pack, or whatever. And then you give people what they actually want with Triple H and Dean Ambrose at Roadblock, which is a, which was a which was a really good match. And so, so people, and then you give you, then you have Triple H face Dolph Ziggler on an episode of Raw, which is a good match. Match that people wanted to see. You give it to him, and then you have to have him face Roman, and then Roman does nothing to actually garner reaction to anybody leading up to WrestleMania. Yeah. So you have. So that was the whole writer's fault. Now we did, we review WrestleMania 30. Triple H knows how to get a guy over. And the situation with Seth Rollins, he played it perfect. Like you said, they had the doctors out there, doctors out there. That was a perfect touch because it's actually selling that this injury is that significant. And Triple H coming out saying how um, everything was going well when you listened to me, but when you listen to them, yeah. everything started going wrong. I thought that was, I thought that was a nice touch. And Triple H, even when he was leaving the ring, like you know what, I'll face Seth Rollins. But it's not on our terms. So that's quote unquote saying, okay, you're going to lose this match. <laughs> Triple, H is, Triple H is not going to win this match because mm-hmm. it's unsanctioned. So no matter what, we're probably going to get this. Probably this, this probably will end up being no disqualification or some kind of street fight. No matter what, this is this match will have no DQ most likely. You already know this is said on Triple H, Triple H to lose this match and put Seth Rollins over because at, after this match, if, when Seth Rollins wins, he could easily be the highest babyface on the roster because we've been saying for months when Seth turned babyface, he was so stale. I did not care. He did nothing. He was just. He was just there essentially, and then he was doing that Triple H thing for six, seven months, and then in four minutes overall last week, it was gold. They told six months of storyline in four minutes, and it was perfect. And this car- and this carried over to this week. So I have no, I have no, pro- I, have, I have no question that Seth Triple H is going to actually do with Seth, do to Seth Rollins what he did for Daniel, Br- maybe not for Daniel Bryan, but he's going to do. The same job, literally and figuratively. <laughs> I just can't. As, as you as you quoted. Now yeah. Roman Reigns, <laughs> that from a writer perspective, they messed him up. But in reality, other than for one, for, other than for two weeks, who actually wanted Roman Reigns to be in that spot? Yeah, nobody. And then who's gonna boo Triple H other than laugh in Tom Scully? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for Rollins to be strapped again. The one thing I'll say that Triple H did wrong last year was every opportunity he got, he utilized the crotch chop, which he shouldn't have done. But this is the thing. The things he did were heelish. It's just the fact that you're facing Roman Reigns, who's your, who you want to be a babyface, but who is your top heel. But you agree the crotch chop people will pop for. But, see, but the thing is, he did the crotch chop, but he did it with the, with the fist. So that's actually mocking him. And, added, and incorporating his own thing, but that's supposed to be heelish. <laughs> My thing is, you're supposed to be getting in, sympathy in for of, Roman in front of that crowd in Orlando. 
that crowd in Orlando was not going to find that heelish. They were going to. But either. honestly, who's go- we say this all the time in NXT and anywhere he goes, Triple H is a babyface. Mm-hmm. And most of the time on the main roster, even as a heel, he could be hated. But when he comes out, he's still gonna get cheered. Well, this is why I'm not putting too much heat on him. I think he did things that would get a pop from the crowd. But in this position that he's in with Seth Rollins now, he is in a position to get the heat. He is in a position where he's the guy people are going to be rooting against because everybody's going to be rooting for Roman. And people want Seth Rollins. People didn't want Roman. And then they did no, they did nothing to build sympathy for Roman Reigns. Yeah. Now, Mike, you just said... You're ready for Rollins to have a strap again. Mm. Or not, yeah, Rollins. You're damn right. When do you think this is going to, how long do you think it'll be before that happens? Probably a year. So you think it'll be a while? Yeah, it'll be a while. But I can't wait for it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like we were talking about during my unsanctioned. They, mm-hmm. As soon as somebody gets injured, they put it on that person and they penalize that person yeah. for that. You know what I mean? And I think that's unfair because injuries happen. You know, it's not the person's fault. And even though they, you know, put it on the person, but yeah, I can't wait for him to be strapped again myself. Josh, what are what are your thoughts on where Rollins and Triple H are right now? So we know Rollins is going over, mm-hmm. but I like where it's going. I I don't mind seeing Triple H. Like everybody complains and bitches about it, but. He's a good heel. He does his job. He comes in. He loses. Do you and think then he, he puts bounces? His, do, you think he always loses? Uh, I'm not, sa- no, I'm not, not saying this in my opinion. He doesn't I'm always for lose. The advocate but of the person asking the but I'm talking about him. lately. Like he just he lost the Roman. Roman. Who else? He lost to Daniel Bryan. He beat Ziggler. On the episode of Raw for the with the title well, with the Evolution, they with the lost title? the title. That was the title. They yeah, they the put the title on the no, line. No, that was to have a match at Mania. Oh yeah, that was for a match at which Mania. Which he right. still got. Yeah, you know, which he still got a match at Mania. Yeah, that was pointless. I know it was pointless. The only person he put over was Brian Curtis Axel and Curtis Axel. He, he don't give me Curtis started. Axel over. Time out. No, 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 I'm giving him credit. Time out. He I'm doesn't deserve Curtis the credit. Did he win by countout? Doesn't yeah. matter. Curtis actually <laughs> beat him more than once, didn't Two he? Two times. By count out, right? Count out, right? By count out. He couldn't continue. He couldn't the continue one time. the match. That was before he, he was, was selling Brock. It was before. It. it was before because he was selling that beat it hey, from Brock. Still, at the end of the day, I'm I, I'm backing up to give playing advocate. I don't count. I don't get. Listen, I'll give you CM Punk and Booker T. I'll give you that all day because. But Vince never put Booker T over his his guys anyway. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the five time. <laughs> How many sanctions we did and Booker T never beat Vince's guys? Can we do a positive thing real quick? Despite everything we're missing, the tag team division that doesn't exist, and whatever other filler shit, they're probably little to none. Let's move on to the happiest two hours of the week. Well, the Tuesday night delight. Does anybody have anything to say about Roman Reigns and The Undertaker? Boo. No. Where's this about? This Where's next Braun Strowman going? going? That's my question. Next yeah. Well, this is about a yard and who's whoever the big dog is. Yeah, right. They did a good job Neither of them. Neither. They did a good job of getting out the match, but what is this? Like, honestly, like a week before WrestleMania, you you spent all this time doing a Braun Strowman since mm-hmm. the draft, and now a week before WrestleMania, he's doing nothing. Correct. Like he's he's on that list of Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn of guys doing nothing in a week before Mania. That makes no sense. What is Undertaker doing on the WrestleMania main card? Wasting space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my man. 
Uh, and can we get out of Raw with, with me being unscathed and not having to talk about Goldberg and Lesnar? Yes. See, I tried to give you that, but no, you wanted to bring up Undertaker. <laughs> I got so a question. So, what do you guys think about our Universal Champion not being on Raw? I got a question. I'm fine with it because he sucks and he's boring. I have a question. And he adds nothing to the show. I thought that was your boy. Yeah, Goldberg. <laughs> so here's a good question. Because Aaron, you and Ron are gonna sit next to each other. If that is the last match of the night, do you leave early? Uh, uh don't yes. I've been thinking about it. Can we care something? I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, Ron, can, you can do whatever you're you want. You're not going anywhere. You spent like two eighty on this ticket. <laughs> That's not yeah, but, but, but not one penny of that what I spent was, was towards that match. Come so on. by the time that match is going on. I've gotten my money's worth already. I have a statement. Uh-huh. Goldberg is doing less for the Universal title than Shawn Michaels did for the European title. Wow. <laughs> oh. And Michaels did not care at all about that European title. He's covered a European title. He cared about it when he won it. Uh, well, yeah. It was the weeks after. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I still no. had him sign it. <laughs> I mean, Goldberg will be on Raw next week, and they'll make a big thing. I, I fast-forwarded through everything that had to do with it wasn't Goldberg much. and Lesnar last night. He had a heel turn, man. <laughs> <laughs> he died his goatee. Yeah, yeah, I still wouldn't care. None of that. <laughs> I didn't care. Um, You'd be jealous if he died his goatee. Nah. Eh. No, I wouldn't eh. care. Why would I be jealous? Eh. Resemblance? Issues? <laughs> well, oh, so you think you. Well, I don't have the goatee anymore, so I'm I mean, if you were with Alo and his brother. Uh huh. There'd be resemblance issues. <laughs> Goldberg and Harlem, he would be in the streets of Brooklyn. In the streets. In the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> now, or to the Tuesday Night Delight, please. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. That's the thing. First thing I gotta say, I love AJ Styles wearing the WrestleMania gear like he's like a tourist in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> the I visor and the... I ra- fucking really? stand it. I loved it. Because... Like he's just trying to be annoying, and his yeah. whole thing is like, I want to be on that show. The he, like visor, said, oh my god! Yeah, he, Out he of looked all like, the hats he could wear. That's typical AJ Styles, though. He looked like <laughs> he looked like somebody who was just a tourist in Orlando. It was like, oh, let me buy this stuff. Or like he lost his luggage, and he just had to buy something. He to has wear. lost his luggage a couple times. <laughs> it might happen again. He might be keeping it on the radar. Um, I I even liked his promo, like him just being so dismissive of Shane, like. Shane McMahon comes out, says, oh, now I do have a match for... Oh, do I? Oh, do I? <laughs> I was dying when he said that. Um, I accept your challenge, but he said only to be part of WrestleMania. Um, and then saying he's going to meet him in the parking lot again. And things are going to go from bad to phenomenally worse. Um, Shane obviously gets the drop on him and shows up in the ring while AJ is still back in the parking garage like an idiot. <laughs> Shane calls him out. AJ takes his time to get out there. Here's my problem with this. How much time? How much time it took. But then that he gets out there and he's acting like he's afraid of Shane. I didn't understand <laughs> that. Like he's like, I'm gonna apologize. Like, hold calm down, but like you're AJ Styles. Well, I I, I think because it's a heel tactic to catch him from behind. Now he's actually facing him face-to-face. That's why I think he was trying to like, quote-unquote apologize to Shane the whole time. Yeah, that's like standard here. That I get. Except, but it's like it's AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. One, he should not be afraid of Shane. Right. Two, I think there's no way Shane should have gotten the better of him either. Right, right. I, have a, I had a huge problem with that. So if anybody would like to correct me on that or disagree, I'm all ears. I had a huge problem with it too. I, I just do. saw it as if you're tough enough to wait for I, I, I just saw it as a heel. Lot, 
scared to be in the scared ring. to face the baby scared to go face to face with the baby face that's how I saw it yeah I guess I don't if you're standing on the parking lot waiting for the guy to pull up you have no problem beating him in the ring in the squared circle you have no problem walking down there especially when mind. you just you, you've gotten done telling he's got a black guy him. he's standing in the ring with a black guy you trashed him last week exactly you, you trashed him in the parking lot so don't walk out again. there don't walk out there like oh I'm sorry I beat you up last week I'm sorry I was waiting for you in the parking lot you know what I mean like I don't know that was really dumb the guy who came in and told John Cena I'm better than you I'm going to wrestle circles around you. And then beat him clean in the middle of the ring at SummerSlam. Now he's afraid to... Even go come face-to-face with I get it being the heel tactic, but I feel like in this instance, that shouldn't be the way they're going with AJ Styles. The only thing I didn't like was those Shane's punches are whack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like Baron Corbin bad. Nothing like they used to be. That used to be like his thing was like the boxing the combinations. Punching, they yeah. look so bad. Um, young, oh, young Simba? Yeah, he's not. He's old Simba now. <laughs> Mufasa. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's... Don't do the tie clinch. I just man. hope he's conserving himself for WrestleMania. That's what I'm holding out for. We'll see. I don't wanna, he doesn't want to throw too many unnecessary punches right now. I guess. I don't know. I, I was happy with AJ's performance. Otherwise, I didn't like the way they handled that. Eck, what were your thoughts? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I feel like they're... Building the feud as typically as you would expect. You know, last year, Shane got up in, you know, $1,500 Jordans, jumped <laughs> off the top turnbuckle in jeans, and laid an elbow on Taker. This year, to let you know what he feels about uh, Gainesville, Georgia, he goes up there in $150 Jordans and jeans and drops an elbow on Styles. You know, not comparing size. It's petty either way. Um, everyone's knocking Styles face and shame. No one's excited about it. People want to act like it's going to steal the show. I do think it will be one of the top three matches of the night. What what can you really ask for it? I mean, at the end of the day, they have a good storyline going on SmackDown where the WWE title is. I understand there really was nothing. You either demote him to the mid-card title. He doesn't deserve that. Him going against an authority figure, it makes sense. The greatest of all time had many matches against the authority figure, so roll with it. This is true. Um, WWE Championship. Oh, 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 oh yeah, backtrack. You said this isn't going to be the best match? One of the top what? three matches. I, I said I, it's not, or it is? It is. Okay. It, I, I am... I think there's a chance it will not be the number one. No. Because I think between that... Um, I'll, I, I'll, you, I'll, I'll cut you off. I'll, you're going to give me three. I just said it's going to be in the top three. I'm, I'm sa- I thought you said it wasn't going to be the top three. Uh, oh, I'm saying it's going to be in the okay, top three, yeah. without a doubt. Because this, this, like, this is going to be the, the sports entertainment match. No, yeah. I, like I'm saying there's people that are going to want to say, hey, this will steal the show, then there's people bitching about it. The people that aren't bitching about it and they love it, they're saying it's going to steal the show. I don't want to say it's going to be the number one match of the night. If not, I may be the dark horse thinking the United States Championship steals the show. Um, I think Owens, he puts on great matches. I think in 2016, you think of the matches, and not to give all credit to Styles, Styles and Jericho, out of their three-way ma- their three matches, two of them were arguable you know, match of the year candidates. Mm-hmm. Um I would love that we get something inspirational from Rollins and Triple H that steals the show. I'm a fan of Ambrose, probably the biggest of the five of us here. 
I would love to see that we have an exhibition for the Intercontinental Championship that blows everyone away and surprises people. I'm not knocking Corbin. I was the first person on the show that gave him any praise. I don't know if he'll do that. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see... I, I want to see it be a good card. I think those are the matches that, that'll do it. I don't think our uni- prestigious Universal Championship will... You know, That's obviously not going to be the, the show stealer. I'm a Battle Royal fan, but I don't think the Battle Royal of the show will steal it. I agree. Um... What do you think about the WWE Championship match? Bray Wyatt against Randy Orton? I respect Orton. Uh, 12-time champion. There's a potential he'll leave there as a 13-time champion. Um, honestly, I don't give a damn who wins. I don't give a damn who loses. I was not a fan of Bray Wyatt a year ago. I think they built him the strongest now. I'm not mad he's a WWE champion because for a cup of coffee, he held a tag title. I'm very weird where we all know here, everyone should know, I don't think you should touch the main championship unless you've held other gold. His only other title he has held was a SmackDown tag title. Mm-hmm. So I can, I'm okay with this, but if Warren wins... There are people that will say, and you're one of them. What's the point of a 13th title reign? Well, at the end of the day, look at the tenure, and you know Triple H and Cena will both say there's abilities and skills that are untapped of Orton. We've seen his best promos in the last year. He could go into a different heel run. He could go into a different face run and be great as a champion. And I'll be fine with it because he's been red hot ever since he's came back from his last injury. I don't care if I'm the only person here that feels that way. That's my opinion. I think if he wins the 13th title run, I think JBL, Amaro, not a Tonga, he doesn't need to acknowledge it, but everyone else or in commentary acknowledge the fact that now he's only, you know, he's hauling behind Cena and Flair. Let him get close to that reign. I mean, at this point, if he gets 13, what? He's one above Triple H. He's leaps and bounds above Austin, leaps and bounds above Bret Hart, leaps and bounds above The Rock. That's a lot of damn title reigns. Um, Bray Wyatt, it makes more sense. He's held the title for just over a month. Keep it on him. Like I said, I like him more now. Win or lose, I don't care. Prediction, I don't care to speculate and think who is going to go, though. Mm. Well, I liked all the sheet masks showing up now, behind Orton last night. I, I'm going to chime in right away. Uh, a, a love-hate thing for WrestleMania season. So, Triple H... Uh, you know, he has a pretty cool entrance every year. So last year, he had something where everyone had a skull mask and a mm-hmm. WWE Championship replica belt. And it was like, okay, everyone's that's standing there that looks like Triple H, you know, came out with a WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. So this felt a little pr- WrestleMania-like. You know, I got a little excited. The, the lights jerked, and I don't have the best vision in the world, but they the camera flashed down to what I thought was three sets of boots. And I assumed, okay, cool, there's Bray. There, was Bray there, there, there's, there's Harper and Rowan. <laughs> and then it turned out not to be that. And in my opinion, it looked like a dozen-plus Harper dress-ups. Mm-hmm. So what the hell was all that? Because if that 
doesn't come to fruition. So what? That one night, there was a dozen plus people dress up like, you know, Eric Rowan, and they they beat up Randy and that, or they restrained Randy, and it means nothing. No, I think that this is going to be a thing. They're talking about Bray has kind of raised to another level. I think we're going... Now, are there going to be 12 of them? I don't know. Maybe the original Wyatt family's back together come WrestleMania. But Maybe he has more troops in the Wyatt army. Like, I don't know. But I think that this... I think they're building up Bray to be more powerful than he's ever been going into WrestleMania. So he's got more firepower than he's ever had. Oh, Ayla, what do you think about that? I wasn't a fan of this because, like the U.S. title, the WWE title is a prop. It's not even about the WWE title because Jericho and Owens, they were synonymous because Owens had the Universal title. Mm -hmm. Bray Wyatt wasn't even in world title contention until Elimination Chamber in February. So it's not even about the – like they don't even mention the title. Bray Wyatt wasn't on TV, I think, last week or the week before. He wasn't on TV at all. And they don't even make mention of the the title at all, which I really think is really – odd to me and then this is all about Sister Abigail essentially and I think Bray Wyatt should actually win this match but if he wins it it can't be clean he has to have some interference from maybe Harper and Roman because Harper he was going for TV for two three weeks and he just randomly popped back up on TV this week and he's going to face Bray Wyatt next week I thought the now we're in the white tee I know well, we, he, he was going shopping for a new tee t- yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to that, it's like, okay, why is Luke Harper off TV for so long? And he's randomly popping back up now. And then we got the sheet mask. So, okay, Eric Rowan may be coming back because Eric Rowan is synonymous with the sheet mask. Or since um, Bray Wyatt says Sister Abigail lives, with, lives inside me or whatever now. So I don't think, like, I don't, like, we, so not, honestly, we should get kind of a, a Sister Abigail element. But who's it going to be? Other than Nikki Cross, actually fits that role once we get somebody completely new. But I don't think that'll work coming to the situation. But if Bray Wyatt wins, he it has to be interfering from the Wyatt family because if Randy Orton loses clean, he did this for nothing. Yeah, he's not going to win clean. I I feel confident in that. My- and to t- chime in and be weird, uh, I don't I don't think Nikki Nikki Cross will fit in. But at the end of the day, as much people don't watch WWE that watch NXT. Triple H, Vince, Steph, they're not gonna, okay, we have something insanity and ruin it by taking one person out and putting it somewhere else. I'm not saying that, I'm just saying the only, well, I'm just, you know, the only person on the just, roster that fits the mold and the look other than Paige, who's WWE hates Paige and who knows where she's gonna be and she's still hurt, is Nikki Cross. She's the only one that fits the look, but I don't think we're gonna get a whole Sister Abigail thing because for years she said he says she's dead and he's saying she's dead again and now he's saying she lives inside me rubbing her ashes all over we're not gonna get. I don't believe we're going to get I, yeah, a physical representation. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So I think with the heart, the wife. Unless, unless he, unless unless he, he recruits, in recent weeks. Yeah. Well, I thought that, and then after he said this, like her physical remains are gone. Yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah. So like, I yeah, think I don't see it. See, so the only way I can see Bray Wyatt win this match clean, I mean, well, win this match in general, is if the Wyatt family reforms. Because if Bray Wyatt win, wins clean, then Randy Orton did all this slithering for nothing. I agree. So, Mike, I know you're a Bray Wyatt guy. You mentioned that to me before. Yep. Um, I assume you're happy that he has the title. Correct. Um, are you happy with how they're presenting him leading up to WrestleMania? Or do you think they're just using him to give Randy Orton another title reign? I honestly think they're using him to give Randy Orton another title reign. Um, they're letting Randy Orton, who is new to the Wyatt family, be able to manipulate his way into like Bray's like um, 
interwoven like mm-hmm. family, if you will. So I, I, but I, but I think they've mistreated Bray Wyatt's character the entire time that he's been there. So it's it's nothing new, in my mind. Um, but yes, I do definitely think that Ray, uh, Bray Wyatt's just holding the title for Randy Orton to take it for the thirteenth. Seems like we're getting more of the same with Bray. Correct. They're they're misusing him. More or less, yeah. Uh, for Randy Orton to just, you know, take over and burn down his compound. You know what I mean? Like, it just shows how, how like, weak the creative or whatever WWE's idea of Bray Wyatt is. You know, um, he's just so easily manipulated. You know, they, they, they put on a, a front and a face that Bray Wyatt's this tough, evil guy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's, evilly, he's easily overtaken by whoever he's facing. So, just another misused... Yeah. character in my mind that's been my thought for a while that like as much as I've always enjoyed his promos at a certain point they become just empty words because he never backs them up never I mean he's got the title right now so he backed them up you know once mm-hmm. out of the 20 times but just another uh, another another time that he they're gonna he's gonna be let down so I don't know I, I, I think it can go either way. I think they can continue Bray Wyatt being the champion, but I would, you know, I don't, I don't see Randy Orton winning it too far fetched. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see why Randy Orton would win. I think he should be that guy to just put Bray over, and uh, at WrestleMania. But the only problem I'm having is because I like to look. After, like CM Punk says, well, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> what's next for Bray Wyatt after he beats Randy Orton at WrestleMania? Because WrestleMania is supposed to be the end, end all be all to all the feuds, you know. New stuff start the next day. So what happens Tuesday after he retains his title? You know. We still get payback in at the end of April, right? Mm-hmm. So my guess is we'll get. But that's Raw. Oh, that's right. SmackDown okay. has backlash in May. Alright, that's right. So maybe not. I was going to say we'll probably just get a rematch. Because that's happened at WrestleMania last year. We had all these matches at WrestleMania, and then like almost everything was a rematch the next pay-per-view. But yeah, I guess the brand split will keep at least half of them from being a rematch Yeah. a month later. Yeah, because you know we need another Brock Goldberg match in April. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dying for it. <laughs> I can't get enough of it, personally. Um Intercontinental Championship, we officially have this match. Mm. Ambrose defending against Corbin. The thing that stood out the most to me, though, was Ambrose coming in on the forklift at the end of uh, Corbin's match, which was good. He gets on the microphone and and distracts Corbin, but was it just me or was there zero reaction from the crowd? None. Well, well, it popped no, for a little bit, but... No, 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 no. Because I'm watching the match. I'm watching the match live as it's happening. You can tell the whole crowd. The whole crowd is chiming, and the crowd is looking towards the stage. I knew something was going on, so there was a crowd reaction. Well, you could tell, like it. Di- they went up, then they died down, and it went up again. Cause like you could tell something was happening. But I was like, what? Like, what are they popping for? It wasn't even a loud pop. It was just like, okay, what's going on over there? I guess they saw. They saw it as Dean Ambrose. Like, okay, there's Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I just felt like there was was not a reaction to him. It, just yeah, it wasn't felt, a loud it felt pop. Weird to me. Yeah, like I say it went up, then it went down, and it went, then came back. Um, I think that's a straight toss up, though. That match? Yeah. I don't know what. I mean, I'd love to see Corbin win it because I, I'd lo- I, I'm a big fan of him. I hope they finally, you know, push him. You know, but you know, I, I honestly think that's a toss up. Uh, so, so here's my toss up point, and 
this may be cheesy, so <laughs> as much as the, the shield landscape and post shield, everyone looks at you know, you know, Dean has got the the worst break of the three of them. You said earlier, whether it was here or unsanctioned, um, Taker takes a loss to Reigns. Um, let's hope Triple H takes a loss to Rollins. I'm thinking in a dream world, you know, Ambrose, all three of them take wins. However, there's a couple different things. Um, I don't know if there's been a, per se, forklift match. When I see a forklift, <laughs> I'm thinking of Brock Lesnar and Big Show yeah. in a stretcher match. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were going to go in that stipulation, and during Talking Smack later in the night, I thought they would still go in a stipulation way. I don't want to cry for a stipulation in this because there's not a lot of singles one-on-one matches. Um, I'm looking forward to it. If the match is good, if the match has quality, um, if we have some good, solid, you know, finishes where you are surprised, I'll be happy with the match whichever way it goes. I'm a fan of both guys. At the end of the day, I'm a bigger fan of Ambrose. So, I'm looking forward to it. You got my money invested. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Like, to Alo's point that he made right after the draft. Like, Raw got all, like, the established guys. Raw got the new guys who were already established. SmackDown got the guys that needed to be built up. Corbin is the perfect example of a guy that they drafted pretty high. They obviously were telling us, like, we're putting some weight behind this guy. And now you get to, JR even said, um, this is back right after the brand split. He said, I won't judge the brand split until I see what WrestleMania turns out to be, what each show presents at WrestleMania. So we get to WrestleMania, and now Corbin's in a featured spot going for hopefully his first title. I think that this is where they... I, I'm pretty certain that Corbin is going to win because I, I think, think they've really invested a lot so. in him. And, and I really you would think, hope so. And, and you would think in one... This is, this is the best tell time where... Your most recent unsanctioned, Mr. Scully said, oh, I thought they were going to put the rocket ship on Corbin, but they didn't. My opinion, I don't think anyone, whether you're in NXT, that's WWE owned, but if you're not one of the main roster, you're not you're not there. Yeah. So here's my thing. I don't think no one needs a rocket ship right away. I'm not a fan of a rocket ship to, to the main title, to anything. So this guy's got one year stewing time. He wins Andre the Giant a year later, wins the Intercontinental Championship, which, damn, 80% of the audience, if they're new followers, they don't know, but that title means something. I know it. All five of us here, we know that title means something. I'll be happy. That's that's the proper way to book someone in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be a great way. Um, you, I think I don't know if it was on one of the, our recent episodes of the podcast or if it was on more than one unsanctioned where, you know, it's been spoken about how the Andre the Giant Battle Royal hasn't meant something. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesaro, you know, I think all of us will say we're a fan of him, but he got the tough end of the stick where he first won it. He showed up with the trophy two or three to- two or three weeks. He, you know, Heyman, I think maybe he was still even with Heyman. The trophy disappears and Heyman disappears and then he's dead in the water. Big Show, he kind of got the, t- the the trophy out of respect. He mm-hmm. posed with it. Corbin, nine, ten, ten and a half months later, he's coming out to SmackDown. He's still being addressed. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. 
that's a little bit of putting the match over. So, you know, we're not even going to the direction of the match, but hopefully, if Corbin can win the Intercontinental Championship, I think everyone, not just the five of us sitting here, mm-hmm. not just anyone else that listens to the show, I think anyone, even if you don't ever listen to the show, you should be invested more into that Battle Royal. Yeah, if because, Corbin because they actually made somebody out of it. Finally. Like, they used that to skyrocket yeah. somebody. And I'm not complaining about Big Show winning it. Yeah, me neither. But Prep? You're going to win again. You think so? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Intercontinental Champion come Sunday, April 2nd? Baron Corbin. You have any doubt? No. I think he has to win that title. Um, <laughs> do you think... Obviously, we've had a run where it was like, oh, they're really going all in to build Corbin. Do you feel like they're still doing that as much? Yeah, I think they put him over strong, like every week, pretty much. So, I think I think he, I think it's a back and forth, but I think in the end he makes it a definitive victory. Yeah, A-Lo? clean. Oh, sorry. You think it's a clean win? Yeah, I think it's a clean one. Yeah, Baron Corbin. Um, Dean Ambrose. He's at the point where I don't see like whatever it is with Dean Ambrose. I'm not a big Dean Ambrose guy, but he doesn't need a title. It's just that's. Just, it's just something about him that just shows that he doesn't need a title. That's that's just me personally. I don't know what the match is going to look like because I don't know. I think was it Derek? I think it was Derek. He said Dean Ambrose basically shows up when he wants. It's kind of like, like mm-hmm. the Randy Orton syndrome. Yeah. Like you could tell when he doesn't want to do something. You could tell when he does. Like we, like I always say, like when he works with Seth, Seth brings out the best in him. Other than that, he doesn't really have anything redeemable to actually talk about. Uh. Other than his stuff with Seth. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know what kind of Dean Ambrose we're going to get out of this, but Baron Corbin's leaving with the Intercontinental title. Yeah, and Mike, you already said you you hope it's Corbin. I hope it's Corbin, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had a women's brawl on SmackDown with basically Alexa Bliss leaving standing tall. We got to see James Ellsworth take a missile drop kick from Becky Lynch. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> she tweeted something like, I was trying to hit you where your chin's supposed to be. Or wow. <laughs> I didn't catch that one. Um, I did enjoy this segment. I liked that Alexa was the one that came out on, on top of this whole thing. Um, is there any chance she she loses the title at WrestleMania? To Oscar. Do you, do you, so you're, I was thinking that. I'm feeling less Don't and less Don't tease like me with that. a good time now. <laughs> so, so I'm going to chime in with Aaron's favorite, the latest dirt sheet. Rumor is, despite where people may be registered to work, eh, the first name I'm going to say, supposedly there's two surprise names, not Asuka, which Asuka I think makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Tamina and Naomi, right? Um, Tamina, I would actually like to say, Summer Rae and Emma. Because they're back at the performance and the training. I'm, Summer Rae's not even cleared yet. Take that, Big Dave. Nah. Well, look, it might happen, but it also might. And they're on Raw. Listen, all I know is <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna just under the radar to all the leakers. I'm only waiting for Emma at this point. Wow. What if Eva Marie comes I'm, in and wins? Melina. I think and she Eva might. Marie, and Eva Marie. I'm waiting for Eva Marie's too. And Melina. I would like to see Eva Marie come in I, and not win that no title. That, that would piss everybody off. Oh, she's back to Emma? Yep. Oh, okay. Emmalina didn't last long. <laughs> no. Last like a day. Lasted like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Three minutes. We have new tag team champions going into WrestleMania. This is something to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they did it. Okay. I, I was mad for two weeks 
that they came out, they cut that great promo. They For got three some weeks steam that they weren't on the show, and then they were just off TV. Else. Yeah, they they show up and they 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 beat them in a non-title match. Now they won the titles in a good match. In a good match. It was a good match. That match was great. Oh. My only hope is they didn't put the titles Sorry. on them just for Alpha to win them back. That was the only good match of the week. Right. Yeah, I just hope they didn't. That match them. was great. Everything else wasn't even really good. That match was awesome. That was tag team wrestling. Yeah, it was which good. I haven't seen in WWE since I don't know the last DIY match I was watching. <laughs> My only fear is they put the tag titles on them just to lose them to American Alpha at WrestleMania. I don't think so. I don't think so. I hope not, but that's my fear. Like, I feel like they so, deserve a run with them. Although, I would have liked to have seen them to get more story leading up to it. Yeah. So, for all our Talking Smack viewers here, uh, listening and on the round table at the moment, they teased their WrestleMania match. So, what I'm nervous about, and I don't really give a damn... I. I want, as an avid wrestling fan, Raw has been around longer. I want to like Raw. Raw's tag titles, put you can put them damn things on the pre-show. Very relevant. So, what I think they could do, which would be really good, the Usos come out and say to D. Bryan that they want, they want to be Armenia. Daniel Bryan, instead of saying, hey, I'm the boss, I'll give you a match, he says... We want to hear from the universe, you know, petition it, tweet it, da 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 da. I do think, and I'm not, you know, um, good friend Michael J made an avid point of liking stipulation matches, liking gory stuff. Mm. American Alpha can move, mm-hmm. they're not slow. The Usos, we know, aren't slow, and we've seen them in the first tag team ladder match in years. Yeah. There's no intercontinental multi-man ladder match. There's no cruiserweight, which I wish there should have been. There should be a cruiserweight multi-man <laughs> ladder match. I'm if, stunned if, we didn't get that. If anyone wants to hate on a, a multi-man ladder match, cool. You're gonna hate this idea. Pause the radio. Pause the podcast. <laughs> listen in two minutes. We should get American Alpha versus the Usos in a ladder match. I, there, there, there can be a way they can cheat and they can be great heels and win. They propose this. No, they don't propose a ladder. No. This is me. I'm talking to Brian James. Mm-hmm. Road Dog loves this podcast. <laughs> to all the listeners, you're not sitting alone. You're not on your ride to your nine to five listening to this thinking you're the only one. Road Dog's listening to this right now on his way to Stanford, Connecticut. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, Road Dog, book it. My book words. It. Make it a TLC. My words, not yours. Make it a TLC. Do we get a one on one match for the tag titles at WrestleMania? Probably not. Well,. Maybe because only the team I want it is Rizongo, but geez, they're transgenders at the moment. That's the best whoa, whoa, Fandango whoa. has looked. Don't in assume years. their gender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cross dressers, my one on one tag match. Pre show, yeah. Assume my bender. It, it, it made no sense. We just had tag team turmoil at Elimination Chamber, and what what other tag team has there been on SmackDown in the last three weeks? There well, hasn't we, been none. We did see Slater and Rhino for a second last night. <laughs> well, wait, wait, so, <laughs> so you think SmackDown yeah, goes to the pre show? Well, they're not advertising anything for the pre show yet, so I'm thinking. Throw American Alpha and Usos in the pre-show. I think it has to be one brand's woman and tag, like, either or is yeah. going to be on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So I think and, the and women's like, SmackDown match will be on the pre-show I don't, I don't, and the Raw I don't think tag they match. Throw the, throw, the, throw the Andre Giant battle row in the pre-show. 
And you can still book matches to actually book, make, have on a pre-show. You don't have to relegate the matches you already ma- made to the pre-show. Yeah. You have a seven-hour, well, I mean, well, a five-hour, four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour main show. Four and a half, five hours. At least, yeah. Exactly. Main show. Not 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 on pre-show. Main show. Last year with the, what, 12, 15? Mm-hmm. It went late last really? year. Yeah, it went late. I don't know if it was 12, 15, but it went long. It went after the time we were watching on the phone. It went, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the last thing we have for WrestleMania is the mixed tag, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Uh, the total Bella spoof... I thought was incredible. Perfect. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Great, great. The Miz being super robotic, dressed Perfect. in his full Cena regalia. Perfect. Citing all the rules. Teasing all the rules. Teasing <laughs> teasing a proposal every two seconds. So I thought Maurice was great. I thought it was excellent. The best part was when he said that he needed Velcro shoes. Oh god, uh, yeah. I can't tie this. <laughs> yeah, when he got down on his one knee to tie the shoes, this is why I need Velcro shoes. I thought it was great. You never realize how silly Cena looks till somebody else puts on his yeah. gear. Like, yeah, like to actually idiot. fill that shirt out. Miz even fill that shirt out. It, I know. Was, it was so baggy on. <laughs> it was I thought it was awesome. It was. I hope they do it again next week. I think it is. I think it's that to be continued. Okay, good. I'm it's glad. funny because it's like serious. Like uh-huh. that's really it is. like Cena's life. Because he has a million rules in his house. Yeah. Maurice's reaction every time he teased a proposal, like the hand uh-huh. covering her mouth like in shock and he just never did it. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was perfect. The best I loved her fixing popping the the, yeah. <laughs> the best one was the scale ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't a scale. Time it wasn't a scale. I tweeted not not only was it two scale, you know what I, I felt was just terrible? He's got a raw ring, and I'm not talking about sex, guys. Guys, relax. He had a, a raw, you know, apron on it. Mm-hmm. Could have sure at least did SmackDown. Yeah. Damn, what brand are you on? Yeah, I got my nitpicks. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was great, though. I thought it was hysterical. I laughed through every second of it. The DDP yoga thing. Yeah. Oh God. I got it a diamond awesome. for you. <laughs> but I have to say, it's kind of clear he's proposing at WrestleMania. Yeah. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Is he? It's clear because that, that was is. the rumor going around. But it's clear because they're teasing this way too much. They've hammered it home yeah. so much that I don't think. And if he doesn't, Nikki will be sick. That'll be the Cena heel turn. <laughs> me and me and Ron are gonna be like, <sighs> no, the best. <laughs> no, never ask me to advance your career when the when the cameras are rolling. Mm. So good. I love that. I love you. <laughs> I love you. We're rolling, right? <laughs> it's so good. And then we got Tyler Breeze dressed as Nikki. He deserves. It was Breezy like, Bella. Breezy. I laughed. I laughed so hard. I laughed Breezy when I saw it, but like he deserves better. I know. Than that. Poor Tyler Breeze. I got sad after it. At after least we got it. to see Fandango versus John Cena. We got to see That's Fandango talk a little bit. But he didn't get one offensive move. But he got to talk a little bit. The tickets. He got to throw the a million tickets, tickets yeah, at him for wearing George in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> no leg drop. <laughs> so good. Poor no leg drop. Poor Tyler. Like, I got real sad after this. Like, I was like, Cena taught Nikki how to bury. Mm-hmm. With shovels, because poor Tyler Briggs had to take a TKO. Yeah, yeah, I know. He took he took a spear from her too. Yes. Yeah. Better yeah. spear than, bro- than Bill. Yeah. Oh my God. Superior spear to Bill. Yeah. Time out. Time out. Nikki Bella does a better spear than spear than Bill. If you told me I could watch one spear for the rest of my life between Bill now, and Nikki Bella, I'm I would take Nikki Bella. I'm talking about quality. <laughs> Nikki Bella's is better. <laughs> Going to the next one. It, well, well, t- you're well, doing well, shtick, well, Ron. <laughs> well, you're doing shtick. Well, Tyler Breeze is an excellent seller. We'll put it that way. He yes, did he sell is. it. 
Uh, he deserves. I can't wait to though. see him on NXT <laughs> next week. Um. He's on NXT now. I wish. What do you want to do first? The bracket or questions? I'll do questions. Well, this one's directly for you. Okay. Questions were you too relevant? This is from Bill. Okay. (laughs) Hi, Ron. It's me, Bill. (laughs) We got the week. I hear your concerns and appreciate your opinion. I need to clear something up, though. All this was Brock's idea. He pitched it to Vince and Paul, and they all thought it was a great way to make money. With that said, what or who do you hate more? Do you still hate my guts, or do you hate the idea that Brock can do and book whatever he w- the hell he wants? Who was more to blame, me or him? Well, if, in fact, it's Brock, it, like Brock is the reason this is all happening, I hate Brock more because I stopped liking Brock about over a year ago. Um... Or about a year ago. I think it was around WrestleMania last year. So if this was all Brock's brainchild of what he wanted to do, then I I say Brock moves up my hit list over Bill. Um, I do still resent Bill for complaining about Punk getting a main card spot on a UFC show when he's the main event of a WWE show and he hasn't been there in 13 years. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. When he sucks at what he does. Um, Not to mention... I don't know how much money they're really making off this. If you look at the ratings right now compared to where they were this time last year, they're lower now. So I don't see where Bill Goldberg is really making a dent. Uh, You know what? It's a dead heat. I hate them both. (laughs) And neither one of them is entertaining. And I may walk out before this match even happens. I'll, I'll wait for you out in the in, in the corridor. Yeah, keep, on the record. <laughs> keep, yeah, keep the lift driver waiting. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. Um, the return of over and under. First one. Start clockwise with prep. All right, prep you first. Well, I'm going to announce first. Prep, you'll start. Rocky Maivia versus the Sultan at WrestleMania 13. I have no idea. <laughs> I've never seen that match. <laughs> I haven't seen that match since 99, 2000, whenever I rewatch all the manias. Uh, I'm going to assume it's underrated. I'm going to say underrated because I rock, my, I mark out for Rocky Maivia. So. <laughs> underrated. Underrated. Last was underrated as well. Okay. Next one. Cena versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 23. Ooh. That's a good one. Perhaps you can go first again. Probably underrated. I don't hear about it enough. Alright, just to be different, I'm going to go overrated for a couple reasons. Um, Well, first off, I wasn't watching that. Um, I vaguely remember WrestleMania 20. I firmly, for the last six months, have been lazy and have not rewatched Goldberg versus Lesnar before I hear anything. I know the crowd shits in that match. I know everyone says that, but I don't remember it. I remember Benoit leaving with a title. I remember Goldberg leaving with a title. I'm I'm sorry. I remember Guerrero and Benoit both leaving with heavyweight titles. I don't remember Goldberg and Lesnar. So WrestleMania 23, I wasn't watching. Uh, I think it was the month after WrestleMania 20. I faded out for seven years, roughly. Um, So I'm going to skip up two years. Sean's you know, in my Mount Rushmore, I think Cena didn't get good until his hatred was at an all-time high. In my opinion, I think it was at an all-time high 2010, 2012. 
So I'm going to assume the quality of his ring work wasn't that good then. No doubt about it. Character, charisma, he's there. Um, I don't think the match is good. I haven't. I probably watched it one time and it didn't blow me away. So I'm so going to say overrated. I'm going to say it's overrated. Yeah. Really I'm going to say underrated. We just watched this not not too long ago. Um, hey, I'll rewatch if, if the unanimous decision. This is unanimous. Yeah. Well, yeah. To Prep's point, it doesn't get talked about enough. This match is overshadowed by Michael's two Undertaker matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably his match with Angle. Um, Maybe even his match with Cena on Raw. What yeah. was it, a month later or a couple weeks yeah, later? A few weeks later. And they um, show for Backlash. But this was actually a good match that I think is not appreciated for being as good as it was. I, I thought this match was great, so I'm going to say it's underrated. The way it ended <laughs> is what makes it underrated. With Cena winning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go underrated too because like Ron said, the match on Raw is actually more more held up in regard to right. between that two between yeah. the two and their yeah. rivalry because that they went an hour long. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna chime in real quick, Ron, because aside from our two guest hosts, mm-hmm. you know, the three of us, you, me, Aaron, we had this, you know, shit bucket for Cena mm-hmm. and we you know, hatred, don't say his name. Mm-hmm. But I didn't watch that match back then. My best friend did and mm-hmm. he's given that match credit. So in reality, a year ago, he was always a fan of him. Wow. What? The, the spoiler's out. You always like Cena. <laughs> you didn't want to say his along. name, but you were always a fan. Wow, I know good matches. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, I will say I was not a fan of Cena. I was definitely a hater Cena. when we started the show. Hey, I wasn't a fan And I, I wasn't definitely... about, I don't knock, I don't knock, if I don't like it, I don't like it, but I'm not going to knock a What's good match. What's the next over on the Yeah, I definitely grew over the course of, of doing this show. Yeah, and that match, that match is fantastic. The role match was better. It was an hour long. But that's why. It was it an Iron Man match? Or was no, it was just a, no, it was regular one fall to a finish on Raw. It was an hour on Yeah, Raw. it was an hour long on Raw. And Michael's won. All right. Last one. He also said underrated for their Mania 20. Last one, match. I got the bonus. Mm-hmm. The, this year's WrestleMania card. Mm. Overrated. Dope. You got an explanation? Because. Goldberg, man, is killing me. <laughs> That's what's killing me, and I feel like it's not like I'm. Ex- so I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna know how good it is till like Tuesday when I rewatch it. Yeah. But um, I just the card is is working its way to be decent. I'm I'm really curious who's going to be on the SmackDown Women's Title match. If we get somebody special like Oscar, mm. but the only thing is that'd be lit. For <laughs> me, I think if Goldberg and Lesnar do main event, it ruins it for me. It costs points but, for me too. Hey, if overrated it, or underrated? It's underrated. I, I'm gonna go. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, I'm probably gonna be wrong, but. I said months ago, and I, assuming the worst, Bill Brock main event for the Universal Championship. Bill's the third person to ever hold the title. Hate it or love it, Bill adds value to the title. If you're a Fairweather fan and you watch around WrestleMania or you watch from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania and you may chime in around SummerSlam and you're not seeing 
watching this shit until January. You don't know what the Universal Championship is. Bill Goldberg may have bought your interest prior to Mania. Hate it or love it. So, that will build up that match. That has built up that match. My opinion. Not everyone's. That makes that match matter more. To the people that will chime in. Listen, there's going to be millions of people watching the uh, WrestleMania. There was not mil... I don't know the numbers. I may be the variable of a million. There wasn't as many people watching Fastlane. There wasn't as many people watching Bill Goldberg win the Universal Championship as there will be watching him defend it. There was not as many people cheering for him while he won it as there will be cheering for him to defend it. More people will be cheering for him to defend it. That builds it. Shane McMahon, he's had one or one 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 or one match in how many years? That may put a scary element. Can he win? Can he beat the most phenomenal wrestler right now? I don't know. There's the two mid-card championships. Both those matches are going to be great. Hoping the best. Tag team division, if you're strictly a tag team wrestling fan, eh, you're kind of, you know, might as well just sit in the bathroom. (laughs) If Women's wrestling, I hope you want to see a dozen females wrestle. There's going to be a lot of them. I think it's underrated. I think it was said in an unsanctioned episode recently. Go back. There's Now this is about to be the 33rd WrestleMania. My gripe, just nostalgic reasons, go look at a WrestleMania 15 years ago, 16 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Look at the card. Look how many matches. Look how long the event. Look how many people are in the matches. I think they need to get back to that. That's not here nor there. I do think this card will end up underrated. So go back all the years. <laughs> Whatever. Either way. My opinion. Yeah. Not yours. I say overrated. Um, one, just the main event alone. The, to me, this, is the, the, this is the worst main event in years. Um, I couldn't care less about it. I don't like either guy. I don't find either guy interesting. I don't find this match interesting. Anymore. Uh, yeah, I have no desire to see it. Um I think it's a slight to the other guys in the company. Um, and, yeah, there's nothing really for the tag teams. I'm not I'm not super excited about it other than the fact that I'm, I'm going and I'm going to have a good time down there. I say overrated. Michael J., overrated or underrated, this WrestleMania card? I, mean, I already know your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to answer for me, please? Uh, overrated AF. Uh, <laughs> if a WrestleMania card is 50-50... It, you know, liking and disliking in my favor, then it's definitely overrated. Well, that's a good um, way to look at it. If you're right down the middle, I like half of it, I hate half of it. Yeah, and it's WrestleMania, like it. I should <laughs> like the entire card. But when uh, do you ever like an entire WrestleMania card? When okay. last time that happened? True, that never true, happened. True, true, but I do usually like more than half. Well, for me, it's... Well, I mean, three, mi- three matches that stand out right away. Undertaker, I mean, he's... I, I skip mentioning that. Shane, Shane McMahon shouldn't be wrestling. I, I think I might be down in the middle, 50-50 on the card. Well, this is how I see it. I feel it's underrated because it depends how you watch wrestling. I know Laugh's more Best of a... Best friend over there. I know, I know Laugh's more of a moves guy. Right. Now, WrestleMania, like Ron says, is like rest, the basically the Super Bowl. So this is all about... This is the, the pinnacle of sports entertainment. Right. Now, from an in-ring perspective... 
you might not get the best matches, but you'll be but sports entertainment wise, you're gonna get it. Now I think it's underrated because you can get AJ Styles and Shane Man, and I know nobody has a gripe against Shane Man at this table. Mm-hmm. Shane Man has put on phenomenal matches other than last year's Undertaker thing, but he should not have been there with. Shane Man has put on phenomenal matches, and I know you guys could actually name at least five that you love to this day. Right. Like so AJ Styles, Shane Man, that's gonna be like the, the sports entertainment match, because I'll compare it to his match with Kurt Angle King of the Ring on one. Shane's gonna bump all over the place. Cause no matter what cause this has to get a stipulation. Whether it's a street fight or not. Unsanctioned match, that's gonna be Unsanctioned matches always deliver because it's like basically you could do anything because the match doesn't really count. So those matches are always fantastic. Shawn Michaels, Triple H. I know Shawn Michaels is in both these months I'm, I'm going to mention. Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho. The storylines are always there. Because in, um, in 02, Shawn Michaels was coming back from injury. And in 08, when, um, at Unforgiving as Jericho, he was coming back from injury as too. And then he had the thing with his wife. I think he punched your, um, Michael's wife. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. The women's fatal four-way, whatever you feel how you feel about Nia Jax. She's in there with the three with three of the best women in the company. Triple H, oh, I said Triple H, Triple H Rollins, Undertaker, Roman Reigns, give or take that 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 match will probably fall in some somewhere in the middle for me. Undertaker's actually in a guy in the ring in the ring with a guy who actually can actually go this year for the first time in what two to three years essentially. The tag titles, I can care less. Women's title. On SmackDown, I think we're going to get something actually interesting because we still know what kind of matches kind of matches is going to be. Whether it's going to be a gauntlet match or a regular X amount of women challenge, when I mean, they're all in the ring at the same time, we don't know yet. The Universal title match, give or take, I don't care. There's going to be a match. Every match isn't going to be perfect. I don't care. Like that's the match I just don't care about. Tag team titles, I can care less about. But I know the Usos and American Alpha. If we get get a one on one match, I'll care because I know the match is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Raw tag team titles, I honestly don't care. But you're going to get matches that you don't care about because most of the people and um John Cena, Nikki, John Cena and Nikki against the Miz and Maurice. Just forgot about that. You one. might not want to yeah. see it, yeah. but like I said, that's going to deliver on a sports on a sports entertainment level because the story is there. It's or just entertainment. If you, there's no sport factor that it's going to be sports mm-hmm. entertainment. And if you want to watch in ring product, just go watch Supercard of Honor or Evolve. Mm-hmm. But WrestleMania mm-hmm. is going to deliver. Uh, Supercard of Honor is going to be so lit this year. <laughs> <laughs> just a side note. <laughs> so, but I think it's, it's underrated because the story the stories are actually there, and that's what we watch WWE for the storytelling. Yeah. It's a little naming everything on the card. I actually like more than I dislike, but that main event is yeah. But the, me. I'm not gonna let the main event actually destroy my destroy my time because it's it's what it is. It's like it's, it's, it's a title. It's about a title. It's your main title. But it actually means nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna bother me at all. Tune in to Supercard of Honor. <laughs> in Any more questions? That's it for the night. <laughs> so Adam Cole, for the actually, no. Before the bracket. <laughs> Before the bracket, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a special edition of overrated, underrated for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I'm gonna do it clockwise again. I feel like I mentioned this before. Now I don't know how much anyone has watched Lucha Underground has recently been released on Netflix. I'm late to the draw. Very. I started watching. I think I got like four episodes deep the first day. I'm at like 16 episodes now. Um, I was wondering this before I saw it, and I'm going to go overall. So th- this may go into too long of a topic. I want to know everyone's... I-, I know I brought this up with um, Ron Ayer. This may be short. Um, overall feelings on Del Rio. If you haven't seen Lucha Underground, you may not have... Mu- or if you haven't seen him anywhere else besides WWE, you may not have much of an opinion. I haven't gotten that far. So... 
Compared to what? All right. Yeah. Me neither. Here's what I'll say about Del Rio. I haven't seen him in Lucha Underground. I didn't see a lot of what he did in WWE, like when he was at his height. I'll just say he was underutilized. Yeah. They could have done more with him. But they, sure, they could. They did everything with him. I mean, in the time I was watching. Okay, the time you watched, he did nothing. But when he first came in, he was all over the place. Well, so here's my thing. I think in the first two minutes, and when I'm saying two minutes, that's between two different episodes. The first two minutes he's utilized in Lucha Underground, he was booked better than he's been booked since mid-2012 in WWE. Yeah. Was that the promo with him and Johnny Mundo and the... No, I don't think I've got to anything with him and Moon, though. I'm, I'm talking his um, the authority figure and him in his office. He introduces himself, and then when he comes out as a face, and I'm assuming he turns, but I could be wrong, um, he's got the guy from AAA come out and attack him. But this is prior to the guy from Tejano, AAA. right? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so I've seen Lucha Underground, and I've seen the uh, WWE Del Rio. I, you guys know I don't like Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you always say from from a purely in ring stand, but I don't even like his ring work. I'm the thing that I did like about Del Rio was his promo work, and in Lucha Underground, since you have free reign, he cuts really good promos. But I'm not a fan of how he works in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be honest. So this is. Up to episode 16, uh, maybe at seven, halfway through episode 17, I haven't seen him in the ring in Lucha, so I can't speak on that. What did you not like? What, what do you think was uh, overrated? I'm going to assume just, overrated is what you're saying. What do you think yeah. was overrated about him in WWE? I just I just thought he was overrated, period, in the mm-hmm. ring. I, I didn't but not think the ring. he was that him, good. I thought his character was overrated because they, yeah. they gave him everything. Well, I, liked, I liked his character work in Lucha. I didn't... Yeah, he fell flat for me in WWE. So I think he's a little overrated. Yeah, I can't really make an educated guess. I'll just say, in the time I watched him in WWE, he was underutilized. So, 6-5. Moral of the question here. Overrated, underrated. Mainly going off, and I I assume you know good bit. Lucha on the ground. Did you see season one and season two in its entirety? So you can factor that into it. I'm mainly going off of WWE's reign. And this is what's making me factor a certain way. Overrated, underrated, Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio? Yeah. Underrated, overrated on Del Rio. Um, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. How silent I make the room when his gets brought up, man. I, I, his first I, person, he I, needs to call him. I think Alberto is a great in-ring performer. And he missed that. He missed, uh, um, yeah, I wasn't here for whatever they were talking yeah. about. Um, I think he's a great in-ring performer. I think he was underused in WWE, my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what did everybody else say? No, I, I'm, I'm rooting for. Uh, I'm saying he was underrated. Uh, yeah, Aaron, underrated. Aaron and Josh both sided for the. Uh, the angle that he was overrated slash overrated? Because yeah. I didn't get I'm, to him and I went. I just went to him as a whole in WWE. I, I, I mean, I, 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 and I'm I, not from gonna, an in-ring for performer standpoint, I think he's In-ring, great. he's fine. I didn't... Yeah, I, I always thought he was good in-ring. I, I thought, and again, as WWE creative at the end of the day, I thought he was under underused. Def- His ah. lucha promos, when, when you get to... Mundo texts me, 
Because you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So, he cuts a promo with Johnny Mundo, and it's excellent. So so here's my thing, and also, and uh, Prep will understand this I, I, very well. So you got to understand, Lucha Underground, this is just my perspective. It's going on in Los Angeles. The crowd is, if not 75%, if not more, is a Hispanic crowd. Mm-hmm. He's feeding off the crowd. And all of them know him. If they don't know his WWE stuff, they may know him before that. Yeah. They know him post it. So he plays a great face. I do think him being a Hispanic native wrestler, I don't think he ever got to play a good face in WWE. I don't think that's his fault, but I don't think he could his persona, no mask, no kid-friendly gimmick. Like, yeah. He couldn't play it well. I don't think that WWE this is... They just don't know. I don't, I don't want to go off the rails, but mm-hmm. I just don't think that WWE books Hispanic talent very well. No. Uh, no, they don't. Sin Cara fell flat. Rey Mysterio did his thing for a little bit, but not like but when I look back at Mysterio stuff and I'm like eh it was well, alright the thing, this is the thing with WWE when they make you embrace something and they overdo it mm-hmm. like Rey Mysterio when he first came in WWE and even WCW you hardly mentioned it you know he's luchador but they didn't push that whole Mexican thing mm-hmm. when they pushed it on you it's like I think they pushed like him when he was a cruiserweight well but when he got to like the main thing that's yeah because they, yeah because that's, that wasn't him that he's, was not, a, he's not a talker that was, he, he got WWE ified and that's why I was like, uh, that's, uh, I don't like that version of Rey Mysterio. And we went yeah, back yeah. down to the mid card. I was like, okay, I, I like this guy again. Mm-hmm. You ready for the bracket? I am. You're going to take the reins on this one? I'm, I'm going to take the reins. I'm going to remix this just because for the past two weeks, March Madness, you know, we, we've been looking at it from through different eyes. Mm-hmm. So we have two guests here. And I haven't touched the uh, March Madness uh, at all. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this me prep. And my good friend, 6'5". Just in case you didn't know, he's 6 foot, <laughs> 5 inches. You can't teach that. Evidently. Um, so we're going to do this clockwise, just like we were doing over and under. Uh, I'm going to start with Prep. Prep, we have what people arguably say is the greatest in-ring performer of all time. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, against the 16-time, the original 16-time world champion, Ric Flair. You gotta go Shawn Michaels. Alright. So we got Shawn moving up. Now going clockwise, what are the odds here? <laughs> um, we have I knew you wanted to take the reins. Guys, this is a coincidence. You're all speculating. <laughs> Alright, so we have for the Just second, know that I know. The CM Punk. <laughs> we have CM Punk, the best in the world, against uh, um, what some people may say to be one of the greatest intercontinental champions of recent memory. Uh, some people to say be the greatest real world cast member of all time. He's a great in-ring technician when um, recreating other people's. It's, it's The Miz versus CM Punk. This was a tough one. <laughs> I've actually been looking at this bracket for weeks and months and I've been tossing and turning because this would be a match that would only be two and a half stars, um, but mainly going to the winner. CM Punk surprisingly and shockingly beats The Miz. <laughs> so moving on to the next match, we have uh, the Blackheart, Owen Hart, going against Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. And this will go to uh, Mr. 65. Uh, well, it's kind of a tough question to ask me. The late Owen Hart. 
the, the late Kurt Hennig. Well. I'm not trying to take you down a graveyard. Alan Hart's death was a little bit more tragic. Um, so it was in ring, if you will. Um, so I'm going to go with Owen. All right. Owen Hart moves on. Uh, we move on to last year's March Madness winner, the Olympic hero, former WWE champion, moving on to being an inductee into the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame, Kurt Angle, going against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Prep, take it away. I'm going to go Kurt Angle. And not just because... First time being on a rush, uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, no, no, he was not the first. That, that was not his first time. That was what? RVD's first time. But RVD's first time. We're not going to give no spoils. I forget. There have been Mr. Laugh. Oh, Laugh did? What? That's dope. Yeah, he's a huge that. angle, angle fan. fan? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. All right, moving on to myself. We have a former nine-time Intercontinental Champion versus a former one-time Intercontinental Champion. This has nothing to do with the Intercontinental Championship, as we have former mainstays from WCW, Chris Jericho versus Booker T, a five-time WCW Champion. Man, this is a tough one, but due to the in-ring and the mic work in 2016 from Chris Jericho, I'm going to move on with Y2J. Moving on to the next match, we're going to go a little bit from the Indies past to the Indies current, as we have the architect Seth Rollins going against Jay Lethal. Prep. Best wrestler in the world. It was 6'5's turn, isn't it? Oh, no, no, it is. It is, it is, it is. Prep Prep was giving me the look. He wanted it. He wanted the reins on it bad. Um, Feel free to tag in. Uh, with me on this one, but Jay Lethal is probably the maybe one of the best indie wrestlers currently. Um, so, do you put him over Rollins? I don't, but okay. yeah, I just, just want to play a little devil's advocate. There. <laughs> I was getting nervous. I was like, damn, I should have took this vote. <laughs> nah, nah, I was you guys wanted let, thumb wrestle for him. I wasn't going to let the fans down. He almost, yeah. he almost made Prep regret his decision. Jay oh, Lethal man. is really good, and he's been killing it. I love Jay Lethal, but so he just double check. Rollins. Does Seth Rollins move on? Uh, better question Does Jay Lethal beat Tyler Black? Well, he already beat Xbox, yes. just so you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan. No, not Hulk Hogan. Jake Roberts. I don't think there's many people that Jay Lethal hasn't beat. He's beat them all. There's a shirt. <laughs> he held the title for over a year. Yeah, there's a shirt My that My friend Ron has that shirt. I do his. have that shirt. He actually popped for me wearing that shirt when I met him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, Foley popped for it, too. Wow. Who popped harder? Foley. Mm. Foley loved it, because his name was on it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of Foley... Foley got a picture of me with that shirt on, too. Gotta love Foley. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. But speaking of him... Speaking of Foley, and moving forward with the March Madness, Matt Madness podcast tournament here, I'm going to go with two guys that wish they could say they retired him. It's going to be The Undertaker versus the Rated R Superstar. Christian's brother, Edge. <laughs> Prep, who do you have? If it's not your turn, let us know now. No, it's my turn. <laughs> um, if you're uncertain, it could be someone else's turn. Wow, no, because... Oh, I'm just so upset that... This I, is a WrestleMania. 
<laughs> this March Mania. March Mania, yeah. I got no it. streak here. Well, there's one yeah, streak, I got Kurt it. Angle. I gotta go with Edge. Kurt Angle, I believe, is on a nine. Has a, His streak is nine right now. <laughs> is that how many Angle won this year? He won six last year to win the title. And how many three. has he won? He's won one, two, two three. Okay, nine. so his streak is nine. So, Eck, it's down to you for the last one. Wow. To round is... out the Elite Eight. All right, so this one's going to be tough for me and all my fellow Corona drinkers. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero, who I can relate because he lies, he cheats, <laughs> and he stole more than once. Eddie Guerrero goes up against the beer swilling, the beer drinking, the beer loving, the beer bathing. The beer bathing, the beer soaking. <laughs> I think he likes beer. I he could does. be wrong, but this would be number one for my Mount Rushmore. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I'm going to be biased and give this to the old Steve Weiser. Austin Poor pins Eddie. Austin goes over with a couple stunners. And so let me Austin take a look. Advances. Who do we have in the Elite Eight? The Elite Eight is more elite than it's ever been. <laughs> I don't want to take all credit because our two co our two guests. Let's see. So March Mania 2. The Elite 8 is officially the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels facing CM Punk. Uh, we have Owen Hart Dream facing Kurt Angle. Dream match. Chris Jericho and Seth Rollins. Uh. And Edge and Austin. Yo, Kurt So next week, next week we will have the Final Four and Championship game. Uh, so tune in to find out if Kurt Angle repeats as the March Mania champion, he might. <laughs> like I said, his streak is nine. Can he get to 12? I guess that's what he's got to get to to win it. So, that is our show for this evening. For Josh Prep Iguina, for Michael J. Day, he is six foot five, and you can't teach that. For the voice that runs the place, the European champion. Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Bangor, Maine, until someone from Maine downloads the podcast. <laughs> also, for Act 2 Fly, Eric Trembicki, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.